Guys, brand new podcast. If you're listening to this right now, then you need to know this weekend I am in Victoria, British Columbia, Vancouver, British Columbia, Vancouver, British Columbia for four shows. I'm doing Vancouver for four shows. Victoria and Spokane and Red Rocks is next week. Then Lafayette, uh, Lubbock, Texas, uh, Corpus Christi, all through Texas. I can't wait. Birdie Boy Relapse Tour is back on. I'm ready to get ready for this special. So come out, see me. This is the hour I will be performing on my special in Omaha, November 16th and 17th for Netflix. Today's guest needs no introduction at all. I would argue he may be the best American podcaster alive. He is my favorite. I get this guy makes me giggle so fucking hard. It is ridiculous. We have a fantastic conversation today about everything. My daughter, Isla, who is a huge fan of his, shows up. <laughs> he has a new special on Netflix called A Real Hero. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who actually needs no introduction. My friend, comedian, podcaster, Netflix special personnel, Tim Dillon. So the other night, so you're on Rogan and you got yeah. you get you give an epic fucking rant, yeah. right? Twelve minute rant about the decline of America. Yes. So my brand. So <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking my daughter to the football, the high school. Yeah. I don't even realize where I don't even realize where. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Gary, there you got it. You got a mic just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. So um. I don't even realize, you know, I, I don't realize what I listen to around right. Isla. Right. And I'm listening to you. And she starts giggling. She goes, yeah. who is this guy? Yeah. I said, I think you've met Tim. Yeah. She goes, uh-uh. I said, yeah. no, I think you have. So we listened to the whole thing. So last yeah. night I said to Leanne, I said, we're doing these, uh, these fucking genetic biomarkers right. or whatever, some fucking Rogan shit later yeah. today. And I said, I got a podcast with Tim Dillon. And Leanne goes, oh, how's he doing? I go, great. Have you seen? He's got a new special. And Isla goes, mom, he's, he is hilarious. I oh, go, that's awesome. I go, hold on. She goes, is the guy from the car? Yeah. Mom, he's good. And oh, I went. that's awesome. But it's so bizarre yeah. that my 16-year-old is yeah. a Tim Dillon fan. Well, it's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, thank Christ. I mean, it is bizarre. But she's on a cool vibrational plane. But it's, it's interesting because, yeah. like, I know you as one thing. Like I, I'll say this. I've said yeah. this. I've said this. The last few podcasts. Yeah. You might be the best American podcaster we have. Well, you're my, you're my favorite to listen to. That's very, you make me giggle. And you know, I wasn't. And I'll be very honest yeah. with you. At the 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 whole turn, the Alex Jones stuff. Yeah. When you were with Rogan and Alex Jones. Yeah. I have a hard time listening to Alex Jones. Of course. And so and so, yeah. I never really got into those. But then when you started doing Rogan by yourself. Yeah. Man, it turned. I said it to Joe the other yeah. night when we were in Austin. Yeah. You make me giggle hard as fuck. Well, good. Thank God. That's the goal. Yeah. That's what we try to do. Yeah. You know? But what was the, what like, I was saying it today to someone. I was like, Tim's got his finger on the pulse of the Harambe, Epstein, fucking Zuckerberg, everything going on. How the fuck do you take in information? My producer takes in a lot. Ben. <laughs> You know, he yeah. spends a lot of time I love, online. I love that you said, yeah. you know, these are all Ben's rants. I'm yeah, just reciting them. You know, you know. and, and there was, a, you know, Rogan's yeah. notorious for not getting a joke. Right. There was a second where he was like, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Um, 
I, I guess I'm just interested in stuff, and I think whatever makes me laugh, yeah, I tend to talk about. So if I read about something and something's making me laugh, I think there's a chance it'll make somebody else laugh. And we are every story now is so what you know. I just there's a story we're going to talk about this week where somebody walked in and I forget where it was. There were like children taking orders in a McDonald's, like chill, like someone had their kids come and just covered their shift. They were like teenagers <laughs> yeah. taking orders in a McDonald's. And like people were like, what the fuck? And people left. <laughs> yeah. People were like, this is crazy. And then some people didn't care. Some people were like, yeah, fucking Big Mac. Too. You know, it was a yeah. literal chart. Yeah. Like things like that. It is such a crazy country that there are so many crazy things. They're funny. They're very funny getting out there. Um, and the internet's got its own culture, which is very negative yeah. uh, in many instances. But also there's a lot of funny there. But you got to unplug every now and then. So I try to unplug as much as I can. Do you read comments? I try not to, but yeah. occasionally you do. Yeah. But I try not to only because I always felt like I didn't want to be steered a certain way. And I feel like I want to be able to do what I think is good yeah. without people being like, do this or don't do this. So, so wait, how did you avoid that in New York then? Because I, I remember, yes, I, I remember yeah. distinctly a time when when people were like, don't move to L.A., don't don't go out there. There was an energy yes. of New York people telling you what to do and what not to yeah. do. I won't name names. but Yeah, you're dead. You're right. I remember you're that. absolutely yeah. right. And you were like, I don't know. I had grown up in New York, yeah. and I had lived in New York. I lived in Long Island. I lived in New York City. I hit a wall, you know, at in New York. I did not get past at the Comedy Cellar, for example. I did a audition. I was nervous. I... The first joke I did was a joke about AIDS where I went, I'm like, yeah. I, but then I was like, oh, this was not an opener where I go. I said, like, if I'm like, people live till 70 now with AIDS. So I was like, if I had AIDS, it wouldn't even be in the top 10 things killing me. I'd go to the doctor and he'd go, the good news is you have AIDS. And then he'd go, your cholesterol's high because the AIDS might help with that. We don't know. And then I call my dad and I'm like, dad, it's just AIDS. And he goes, I mean, you're finally taking care of yourself. And he's yelling to my stepmother, it's just AIDS, he's fine. And I remember how many times I just said the word AIDS in the joke. It was just AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Yeah. And I'd only been on stage about a minute. And it was literally like, I had not won the audience over. It was kind of yeah. that classic audition well, mistake. It's a, it's a weird of, thing of the, that there is, it's, a, it, it's an intangible, but you earn a respect with an audience and you have to do it long enough where you don't really give a fuck about their respect. That's right. And, That's right. And when you're young, a joke like that, I can see I, I, it's making me laugh right now. Yes. But then when you're young, I can see. Well, I didn't have the confidence, and I and I think I was just kind of. There's nothing worse than being like AIDS? Question mark. <laughs> like there was no confidence behind it, and I was depressed, and I was like, oh no, I'm you know I'm gonna be a fucking guy that doesn't nothing works, and then I had this epiphany of like. You know, I might have to change something radical, you know, yeah. like, and that was like leaving everything I know and everybody I know and going 3000 miles across the country because I saw what was happening here. I saw what you and Theo and Joey and, you know, Tom were doing. And obviously yeah. we all knew what Rogan was doing. Like there was an energy I liked. There was a DIY do it yourself energy. Yeah. It was very interesting. Like I always tell people LA has eras. 
And there, there's certain people that move to LA and their era will always be sitcoms, the Fox lot, right? Yeah. You've been here many eras, right? I've been for a few, yeah. You've seen a few of these things, right? Certain I eras. I feel like I'm going into a new era right now. Yeah. And it's interesting because you're more plugged in than anyone. So what it's amazing to what you think that era is. Oh, I'm I'm I've I've talked about it. It's a it's it is the it is the salad days, like the favorite times. You, you ever get broke up with a girl or a guy and yeah. and you and you it's the worst hurt you've ever felt. And then all of a sudden, eight months later, you go, God, I kind of miss it. Interesting. I miss the hurt. I miss the the going to Barnes and Noble at 11 o'clock at night to get men are from Venus, women are from Mars, and so to work on myself. Yeah, so you're saying, how does that? That's right now. That's what we're going through in L.A. We're the breakup phase. We're, we're in a year, two years. People are going to look back and go. It's like everyone always talks about the store. Right. They go, oh, do you remember when the store when the lunatics were running the asylum. Those were the fucking days. You know, that's what they talk about. But those were the worst days of the store. Those were the worst days right. when they could not pay bills. Right. Because no one was there and Joe was getting kicked out for so Carlos. do you think we're going to be looking back at this time? As the best time that ever happened in stand-up. Yeah, I agree. I, I think. I, I agree. And what's going to happen I is agree. there's going to be a big, big, big flood coming up in two to five years. Two to five years. And everyone will think that's the heyday. But now's the moment right that builds that moment and and i well i'm so happy and lucky that i came when i did the era of my la was always these office buildings or strip malls where these uh you know people had these studios where they were able to make stuff and put it out yeah and that was the era that now the people before me all came here to get jobs in the business and there are still people, you know, getting jobs in the business, but those jobs are far less. You were the guy yeah. who moved to. I was you, almost the last guy on the boat. No, no, no. Right. You, okay. you were the guy. This Can I tell you this is why yes. I've thought of this a few times. You were the guy that moved out to the gold rush and realized, I bet if I sell jeans, I could make money. Right. Like, right. You, didn't, you weren't looking for the gold. And there are right. guys that came out for the gold rush and they were like, I want gold. I want to make right. gold. And you were like. You were like, oh, there's a business about this. Yes. I don't need to be precious with what I'm doing. Right. I just want to do it. I want to do it. Yeah. I want to do it. I want to put so out sketches. People... Yeah. I want to podcast. I want to do stand-up. I want to be funny and entertain people across. I don't need a movie. And if I get one, great. But I didn't need that big. You didn't need yeah. the industry. You didn't need yeah. the industry. You didn't need to be, to buy a pan and a, and a, and a, and a shovel. Right. And I'll tell you, and, and I think it's the thing that everyone thinks is cool about your new special. Yeah. Is you didn't, you, out of all the people, except for maybe Stavros and Nick Mullen, you did not ask for the industry's approval in any fucking way. Yeah. You, well, did, you, you, I would yeah. say, went right up against the industry and said, I'm Tim Dillon. I do my thing. I, it, yeah. Just well, I like, owe those guys, I owe come down a debt of gratitude because they were the first like one of the first Patreon podcasts in New York of comics. They, so, yeah. you know, looking at those guys going, wow, look at what is possible. And Adam, putting, I didn't mean to pick Adam, 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 Adam. Sorry, of course, I mean, I'm sorry. The most important one. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but that was a big thing when those guys, you know, as soon as I found out about Patreon, I'm like, what is this? So people can pay you directly for your content. It was weird. It was like, yeah. oh my God. And I, I, I still feel like it should have been a bigger thing in the business, right? Like, so. uh, but you know, I, I see the way that managers or agents a lot of times poo poo things that they don't make money from, you know what it and is? they don't need, you know, you know what it is, Tim? Yeah. 
I don't know how many, I don't know how many meetings you've taken. I'm trying to think yeah, of the right thing. So, so this just came up. Uh, there's a new arrival on Netflix. It's called, I can't read anything. It's called me time. Right. So okay. I, I don't, there's a new show on Netflix. I, I'm right. not talking shit about me time. Right. So this is how this industry works. Your agents and managers will, and, and, and anyone in the industry will sit down on you and go, have you seen me time? And you're like, I haven't like, it's, it's, You've got to binge it. It's the right. greatest show. It's the best thing ever. And I'll tell you why. The, the, this guy has nailed L.A. He's nailed Hollywood. Right. The way that Hollywood operates. And that's why Me Time is the greatest. Oh, Me Time's a Kevin Hart movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah my yeah. bad. I'm so sorry, Kevin Hart and Mark yeah. Rober. But that's, okay. th that's what they do. They'll talk about right. it. Because they all have money vested in that. They never talk about Tim, Dylan, Stavros, Nick, Adam, right. Whoever. Bert, Tom, right. Joe. You know why? They don't have money invested in us. So they can't get money off of our off our podcast or our patreon right so no one celebrates podcasts within the industry no out loud but they'll celebrate yes. dexter and, yeah you know but behind closed doors will go that's so funny yeah they oh. will they'll go that's really really funny i just left a meeting yeah i just left a meeting with a very big hollywood person and uh i said i looked at my phone he said do you have a heart out and i said i have a podcast at one o'clock he goes who with i said tin billing he goes yeah. Are you fucking serious? And I went, oh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen his new special? And he goes, he's got a special? I said, on Netflix. He goes, dude, I fucking love his podcast. Well, Netflix has done a lot of great marketing. You know, it's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. You, you know? were on the front page the other day. I, no, it was good. You know, people uh, searched it. It was in the most popular. And the, uh, you It's know. a great special. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a great it. special. Well, I was learning from you guys, you know, coming out here and learning like... You gotta market yourself. You gotta do everything. You gotta work in every corner of this space you can. Do everything you can. Make it as funny as you can. Like getting that education. I love New York. A lot of the New York guys are really getting that now. Yeah. It took a while. It did take a because while. Because New York is about, and Louis C.K. explains it brilliantly. He's like, LA's always kind of been a content town, television, film, now the internet, but it's always been New York's a performance town. So New York is yeah. stages. It's Broadway. It's it's Carnegie Hall. It's the Philharmonic. It's the the ballet. It's the Metropolitan Opera. It's yeah. all the you know the comedy clubs, the Comedy Cellar. It's this discipline of like every night I will do this amount of things, and then you put it all out. You leave it all on the field, and your hope is that those institutions are able to then elevate you. Yeah, that's the way New York works, as opposed to L.A. It's a little bit of the Wild West out yeah. here, where it's like. Grab office space, get some fucking microphones, figure something out, try to be as funny as you can. And I like that better. That was more, that spoke to me more. I like freedom. Yeah. I like not knowing what I have. I like being able to go, well, let's record when we want, when I feel the funniest, let's record at midnight. And I'm, you know, it's like yeah. sometimes, you know, you have to do that. You uh, know? That's what I love. I love that about Hollywood. And it's interesting because the industry seems to try to stamp that out a little bit. They don't want you doing yeah. your own thing. They want you to be in the system, in the system of like, of like, uh, uh, hey, let's set up some meeting, meeting with writers. Right. I just had a big fucking fallout about this in a meeting yeah. the other day where I was like, I'm actually done. Like, I, I talked about it. Yeah. You'll hear about it in Two Bears, One Cave coming up. I go, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm done waiting for meetings to be set up. Like, yeah. I, I just, I can do it. Right. Like, I have the money to make it. Right. And, and I, and I, I'm, I'm the one, like, we're the one they need to make it, the talent. Right. Yeah. And so I got the key ingredient. I, I got the flour. Yeah. All I need is the egg to make the pasta. Yeah. I, I think 
everything has become something that you can do yourself except movies because they're too expensive. Now, Kevin, oh yeah, no, it's Kevin who? I'm not going to say it. I, okay. just, I heard it in a meeting and I shouldn't say it out loud. Okay. <laughs> eventually, eventually, because these are little TV networks. You yeah. see what Tom has, what you have. These are little networks, right? Yeah. Our shows get a certain amount of people. It's more than what Kimmel gets, truly. If you look at the numbers. For real. For real. I mean, I know Two Bears is... For real. Yeah. Um, that being said, eventually, movies... Yeah, I and, guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Dude, it is. Now, eventually, you're going to see the same thing with... Like, you're going to be able to... You know, now Louis just did it. Now Louis obviously very successful. He's an outlier. He's an outlier. And he's well. a little and 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 there's there's so he's much brilliant. More. He's wealthy. He's and got there's all a little that. piss and vinegar inside Louis these days. Yes. I catch that I, I that of I'm, course that's kind of amazing. Cool. Yeah, it's great. He's like let's fucking you know. But now, so I think, but it, we're a few years away from like it's going to be a thing where it's like everybody that we know will be working on a movie in the same way that everybody we know has a big podcast and is yes. on the road with a stand up show. I really believe that whether it's an episodic thing that you release 10 episodes of or it's a, a two-hour thing, I think everyone's going to be working on a project. And I could be wrong, but that's my feeling. So when I worked at Travel Channel, and you'll, I think you'll see this better than any comic I've ever talked to because you had a job in the – you had a job, like a real job, yeah. where people exchanged money. Yes. I think most comics come in. Most comics come in uh, fresh out of college, yeah. fresh out of high school. And just plug themselves into a system and don't really know how the sausage is made. That's right. When I worked at Travel Channel, it was very clear to me. You worked, uh, uh, you would go to upfronts. Uh, they would take talent to upfronts. They would have buyers at upfronts. And then they'd have ad sales team introduce talent to buyers. That's right. And then you would, through that process, uh, you'd get a great ad sales guy. And he'd say, hey, Carnival Cruise, can you sell them? And you, as talent, you'd go, yeah, definitely. Bring over to Carnival Cruise. Hey, Bird, I want you to meet the people over to Carnival Cruise. Oh, fuck, I love Carnival Cruise. My family, my wife's family, their definition of a holiday is a college. And I'll tell you why I love Carnival Cruise. Yeah. Fucking Guy Fieri. Guy, come here for a second. And then Guy comes over. And then that was the thing. And then all of a sudden, you're making a TV show for, what, maybe like uh, you know, three quarters of a million dollars. Yeah. But Carnival Cruise is funding it, and you're shooting it on Carnival Cruise. And I saw that arithmetic when we got into podcasting, and I went, Oh fuck! Like it's just the we got our ad sales guy, right, or or woman, and they're introducing us to Whoop, and Whoop saying, "Hey, you're doing sober October. Let's can we partner up?" And then they're like, "We got X amount of dollars." You're like, "Awesome! I'll wear my Whoop." By the way, they did that fucking two years ago. I still wear my fucking Whoop. I took a show, and then I said, "Sitcom is going to be like this soon. It's going to be sitcoms. It's why wouldn't the exact same." algorithm work with sitcoms you take it's just content it's just content for us it's podcasting it's a talk but there's going to be someone that elevates the game and then i looked at my cooking show something's burning which got no money for years because no one was thinking out of the box of like how do we get this how do we get money for this they were it was just and then i just went old school travel channel arithmetic and so that's now we're doing episodes of something's burning completely paid for and we're making money it's great based off the podcast system and i think you're totally right now grissen we're gonna have to do a fucking a fucking uh uh privileged titles or whatever read in the middle of our movie yeah 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 <laughs> well fine listen that's the element of it that's still undecided or people haven't hammered out is like distribution like how does it 
Does Hulu buy it? Do they license it? Does Amazon buy it? Did you, you think? Did you think about not doing to go to Netflix? Yes, I what, did. What was your thought process? My thought process was I had uh, I, I have this really massively popular Patreon yeah. where people pay a lot of money to to support my show every single month. Yeah, and many of them had come out to see me do this hour live. And I felt weird about then selling it to them again. That's, that's, that's really smart. And I said, Netflix is at, you know, at a point now where they're going to take a special and not give me any notes, which was amazing because they've lost 80% of their stock value. And I think they're realizing that at the end of the day, they're going to have to make programming decisions based on what people like. And sometimes what people like, other people dislike. So yeah. the reality is nobody was really, there's a few tweets being like, oh, you gave Jim Dillon a special because certain people find me offensive, but it's a very small percentage of people. And, you know. Same people that spell their hands first thing in the morning. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It is a very small percentage of people. And, you know, some of them have envies. But the point <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> they live in Los Feliz in $5 million homes. The point is this. Oh, that's fucking! Did you see push pushback from your special? I've never no, gotten. No, it's a few tweets, God but you know it. what it is. Yeah. So the reality is, um, it's like a situation where I was like, "Listen, these people just support it. They support us everything." Yeah. I'm not against selling a special in the future, on my own or figuring out a way to do it. But for me, we had just come off this 51 city world tour. We had never done anything like that before. Yeah. We were in theaters in, in London, in Adelaide, in Sydney, in Perth, in Melbourne, in Dublin, in Glasgow. It was amazing. All yeah. over Chicago theater. We did this, We sold the Chicago theater out in a month and did it. It was crazy. One of the greatest nights of my life. Like Doing all of these things and, and, and just going, listen, I don't want to sell it to them again. Let me just go with Netflix if they let me say what I want. And they did. Are they, oh, by the way, I, I will... I will say this from my perspective. I've yeah. never, I've Netflix hasn't even watched my special. I love, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're like, I remember I, the Hey Big Boy, the last one I did. Yeah. Or I, I think Joanna came out and yeah. she was like, or no, and maybe I, well, I, here's the deal the guy, and I like these people. Yeah. But the guy who's green light Robbie at yeah. Netflix is a good, really good love guy. Robbie. Right now, he's also working at the Beverly Hills Hotel as a waiter. <laughs> So it's very difficult. It's very hard. Now he's, he's redlining. He's it. very good, but he's able to handle it. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing burnt. Robbie is versatile. No, he's a good. He's a great waiter. We had him this morning. We had him this morning. There's nothing wrong with that. And 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 and, and so that's my uh, that's all. And I think Joanne Joanne did a taco truck. Joanne. Joanne's not getting in the Beverly Hills Hotel. Uh, but she is in a taco truck. She hits the meat. Uh, and it's very important because I love tacos. <laughs> you know, so here's the thing. It's just like, you know, we're, we have, we're lucky to do this. Yeah. And, you know, I've always said to people, I'd rather you come see me live. See me live. I think stand-up's better live. Yeah. I, listen, I like the special. We're happy with it. I'm glad it's out. I hope everyone that couldn't get to see me live you know, enjoys it and watches it. Yeah. But to me, if, if you're going to pay me money, come live. Yeah. That's I still my feeling. Even though it's more wear and tear on me, 
I would rather, it's just more fun. Yeah. And I want your money live and I want your money for the podcast because we do a hell of a job yeah. and it comes out and we do the right. But as far as the special, you know, it was like, for me, it didn't make a ton of sense to then. It, it's, yeah. well, you know, it's funny because I, have, I could have made good money doing it. Yeah. But it was like, hey, let's, you know. I was talking with someone the other yeah. day, uh, edit his name out. And he yes. was like, should I edit? Should I put it out? on youtube should i put it out behind a paywall should i give it to netflix should i give it to dot 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 and there, i was like i was like it's gonna be a great special right whoever like yours is a great special yeah whoever sees it is going to love it right um but i do think there's a benefit to going with netflix because i think yeah. you get a much wider net of people that like you know yes i mean you got to realize i don't think there's older people they're not online yeah, yeah. they're not as as uh you know proficient with social media, things like that. And they are on there and they might discover you and they, and they would, you know, buy tickets. They certainly listen to podcasts. Like yeah. I think we tend to ignore people after a certain age. Yeah. We kind of write them off and go, well, fuck them. But the reality is they want to laugh. Yeah. They're there. They just aren't on fucking Twitter. There's uh, my whole, everyone my age in Florida does not do Instagram. Does right. not do. Well, most right. of my, and none of my single dudes. Well, that's because like, of the Capitol riot. Yeah. <laughs> Many of them have been, they've been taken off. A lot of my friends. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of my friends There's growing up. There's a lot with. of people that love you in Florida that took a trip in January to Washington because of the weather. Because they love the cold. I could have very easily stormed the Capitol on accident. Yeah, I absolutely. I well, that would have been a great special. Yeah. Bert, like, that's a fun movie. Bert stormed. Like, that's really Bert the Conqueror. You're going back to your old. But yeah, I think I think it'll become less important as we go on where these things are. I think YouTube's great. Yeah. I think people that put stuff out there, it's great. I, I, you know, Netflix. I was impressed that they said we're putting it on. Not one note. I was impressed too. I was impressed. That, I'm can really I tell you, I was impressed. That, to be honest, yeah. I was impressed because I was like, it made me go like, God, man, they still got it. Like they've always yeah. had good taste with right with the the vast majority of their specials. Yeah, they've always had good taste. Right. And, and when I was like, someone told, I think Rogan might have told me he was doing a Netflix special. Yeah. I went, yes. Yeah. Like that's when you get excited is when you see someone like. The guy I mentioned earlier when they're yeah, like, hey, we want to yeah, do a special with you. Sure. Like, especially him. You're like, yeah, of course. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Be on the right side of comedy. I'm a big tobacco guy. I think tobacco's got special properties that make you want to have and listen to great conversations. Be it, for me, it was always dip. I, I loved the ritual of dipping. Maybe you love the ritual of dipping, but you don't love everything about traditional chewing tobacco. Going to a baseball game, fishing, well, they have alternatives for everything these days, even meat. Where are those high-quality nicotine-free alternatives? Introducing Black Buffalo Zero. If you're 21 and over and you dip, chew tobacco, pouches are long cut, you have to try this tobacco alternative, Black Buffalo Zero. I just talked about them on a podcast, I think yesterday, with, uh, with someone. Black Buffalo Zero is everything you love about dipping, just without the actual tobacco leaf stem or nicotine. It is made from edible green leaves, and food-grade ingredients with the same flavor, texture, and aroma, and pack as the traditional tobacco products. No compromise. Here's the deal. You get the same flavors you love. Wintergreen, mint, straight, peach, even blood orange. And it's available in long cut and pouches. Now, if you're looking for that calming, tingling feeling with your dip, you can check out their regular product line as well. By the way, if you want, sign up for their subscription option on their core flavors so you can just set it. And forget it, raised in the South, born in the Midwest, Black Buffalo proudly manufactures their products here 
in the U.S. Uh, we love it. We have it on the bus, and it's so nice to throw a dip in and know that I'm not going to be back uh, on the dip. It's just, it's just, a, it's it's just the ritual, the smell, all that brings back great conversations. It's 2022. If you're still dipping traditional tobacco or those white portion things, if so, and you're 21, it's time to get with Black Buffalo Zero. It's everything you love about dipping, just without the actual tobacco leaf stem or nicotine head to blackbuffalo.com and use the promo code BERT at checkout for 15% off your first order that is the best offer you will find but you have to use my code BERT for 15% off your first order one last time that's the promo code BERT for 15% off your order what's holding you back from the ultimate gaming experience is it the hundreds of dollars it costs for your setup or are you busy on the go type with only minutes to spare level up your game with backbone the universal gaming essential that instantly enhances your gaming experience on mobile. Backbone just released a PlayStation edition of their beloved Backbone 1. The officially licensed controller for PlayStation was brought to life in collaboration with PlayStation's design team. Uh, the elegant colors, material, and finish are all inspired by the designs of the PS5 DualSense controller, all the way down to the transparent face buttons, and its visually distinctive floating appearance. Simply plug in your iPhone to the backbone and enjoy the console quality controls as you play console games via remote play or cloud streaming services and app store games. Let me tell you something. If you put me on a plane and you're looking to get me not to drink, it is playing on a PS. Um, for me, it. I, I just saw the picture of this. This is everything I want. Right into your phone playing games. I swear to God, it shuts my brain off. My anxiety goes away. I am getting a Backbone one. There's all there is to it. You can go to playbackbone.com slash BurtCast now to order your Backbone for a limited time and get free access to over 350 console games and perks. Backbone is now the official partner of Diablo Immortal. Not only is the game specifically optimized for Backbone, but you will also receive $10 of in-game perks. Find your next adventure at Playbackbone backbone.com slash BurtCast. What's interesting to me now is we're, we're working on a book and oh, it's going to be called the boomer guide to parenting. And it's about my parents and it's just destroys the whole era of you. Know, my parents are in their late sixties, early seventies, how boomers parented, you know, their kids. I was going to have, Island. I was going to have, yeah. I was going to have, I thought last night drinking, at Petit Trois. Have you been to Petit Trois? Petit Trois? No. It's what on is Ventura. That? It's oh, fucking it's amazing. Yeah. French restaurant. I know you like good food. Like, yeah, like, for sure. You like, you like, I want to talk to you about that in yeah. a second. But last night, I'm, Isla's fucking going on and on about yeah. you. And uh, and Georgia doesn't, is like, I, I think I met him. I don't I don't know. What, I, I, right. Maybe I got to listen to it. And I said, I should bring Georgia in here and have Tim give her a lecture before she yeah. goes to college. Oh, it's like not just bad. a little, Just a little... I'll just, do it for free. Just a little. I'll see if I can get her in here before yeah. she fucking takes off to a party. But well, congratulations, um, these kids are good kids and they're going to college. Well, fucking right. Yeah, yeah. This I mean, it's awesome. There was a. It's funny, Georgia. I've said this before, but I'll, it's more important to say it to you. Yeah. Is Georgia was in the woke uh, kids generation? Yes. Where there was, you got points for being for calling people out. Yes. And so, like, I remember Elliot Page transit the day elliot page transition right we were in the old house and leanne's like oh shit uh right. our, our favorite character from umbrella academy is transition and i right. went shut up right and she's like yeah and then she shows me the picture and 
Right. It's just a hat. And I went, of course. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Do right. more than that. Right. And I make a joke, and Georgia shuts down. Right. She's like, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Right. She was very woke. Her and all her friends. Yeah. And then I took her on Fully Loaded. And yeah. She saw Shane Gillis and Dave Attell and Big right. Jay Okerson and all the, and Mark yes. Norman, all these of people course. telling the most inappropriate jokes. Dave Attell, right. I, I need a, I need a Harry Bush. Right. Somewhere in between Wizard and Isis. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And Georgia yeah. is crying laughing. Yeah. And she's doing this. Yeah. And Shane's telling jokes about Trump. And she's like, right. She's like, dad. And I was like, you're yeah. laughing. And she's like, yeah, but it. And I got to introduce her to comedy. And yes. Especially right. comedy, irreverent comedy. Right. And now she's going to Charlottesville. Like it's a full, <laughs> she's made a complete yeah, turn. Yeah. She's converted to yeah. Catholicism. Yeah. yeah. She's threatening the lives of abortion doctors. It's good to see them grow. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, you know what it is? Everyone, she's trying to be a good person. Yeah. And what happens is there a lot of people that try to be good people, it don't know, you know, when you're young and even when you're older, it's hard to know how to do. You know, if you just say, like, I want to be a good person, right? There's like the obvious. Like it's like, well, do you volunteer? And you're like, what? <laughs> and they're like, Do you like make sandwiches for homeless people? You're like, be serious. <laughs> <laughs> they're like well do you help like sick people you're like i don't even know how i could even try to do that what are you saying there's a pandemic you want are me to go into the hospital <laughs> but they're like then they're like well have you ever tried to be like very hypersensitive and judgmental of others you know i can do that <laughs> That's a fucking, I'm i can in. do I'm that yeah. yeah i don't want to go to a homeless shelter and like give peanut butter to people that smell but if you want me to get offended on behalf of others and get mad and throw yeah. fits and if that makes me a good person, well, then I'm in. I'm all in. Yeah. Because being a real good person is really fucking hard, and it's time-consuming. And most people really, truly are looking for a, 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 um, you know, a way to do it that's less intensive. So they're going like, okay, where can I get these points? And then they find social media, and they find these things, and they go, okay, I'm going to be the guardian of whatever. And, um, you know, a lot, it's all, you know, it's all, and, and I think now people are just tired. People go, okay. Like that's where this next era interests me. And you're such a smart guy with these trends and stuff. You know what I mean? I'm wondering where things go now, because I do think people are tired. They're tired of this performance activism. They're kind of bored. Yeah. Uh, there seems to be a malaise. COVID's over, done, goodbye. Now, you know, they're trying to get new things going. Monkeypox, tomato virus, it's on your hands. The tomatoes kill you. <laughs> They'll never stop because that's how they made they made so much money oh over the God. last two years just getting people riveted to whatever was going on. They'll never, every new thing will be, it'll be tomato pox. They'll never stop. Yeah. They will never stop. Um, if one person dies of something in Bangladesh, they, it will be on the thing of CNN. Like, you better watch out. Avocado pox. Like, they won't <laughs> stop. But it's interesting to me, like, it's very interesting where things go from here in our, in our creative world. Like what happens? And I wonder, I noticed, I noticed collective trends. Like I, I hope, I wish that we were going back to Ace Ventura. My, my oh. prayer was that we were going to go back to silly, goofy, crazy stuff. And I don't know if that's true or not. That was my prayer. So right now, no one's making comedies, right. like no one's making comedies, but that is what, that is all anyone's talking about is no one's making comedies. Yeah. So like there's 
I just I just had a meeting yesterday about like, do you can could could you come up with a comedy, like like a comedy like right. a real? And I think there are people. I think I introduced you to. I think I yes. introduced you to Kale Boyder, yes. yeah. my my producer. There are people in this business that are up for making for like legit i know i can only speak with legendary because we made the machine over there and the first day of shooting we went in and i looked at the script and i and it was a scene that i liked but i had heard rogan the night before on a podcast saying no one's taking fucking chances in comedies no one's fucking everyone's afraid to offend they're gonna offend people and i went in and i rewrote that first scene and made it as offensive as i fucking could right and i was like i was like and i and i we shot it and this this is the point where they pull the plug like right. if they get those first sets of dailies and they're like, uh, uh-uh. uh, right. And I got a fucking message back from the president of the company. He's like, go harder. Wow. And you're like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. Wow. And, and that that's where Tom and I are set up yeah. to do our and movie. And you're making the movie with Trump. If I if I could, if if I had Joe Rogan money, what I would do is I would hire Kale and then I would set up nine movies with the with all the best comics yeah. right now and just go make them. Well, yeah, it's interesting because we're thinking about you know our next step and our next step. You should really, make a movie. We're gonna. We're gonna. We just gotta figure out what exactly the idea is, what exactly we want to do. Because when you take a year and all and money and all that stuff, you want to make sure you can't three months in go. You know, I think we want to do. What's What's interesting about a podcast? We've all trained our minds as comics to be like, it's like you're in and out. It's like topical stuff. What's going on? Make it yeah. funny. Move on. It's like we all have our own little late show, right? Late night yeah. shows. And then with stand up, it's like you get to work on something for a year and then bring it out. And with a movie, it's similar to stand up, where it's like. You get to work on it, but you have this one idea that's gold, and you go, fuck, I want this. And you meet yeah. Colin Quinn, had a movie, pitched it to Netflix, had Happy Madison producing, didn't work. But yeah. Colin Quinn's a genius, and the I've, idea that I got to work with him was amazing. Yeah. Um, and it was about Bitcoin. And, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, I don't know how palatable it is now versus then. Is Bitcoin still a thing? It's still a thing, yeah. and it will be. I but- don't, see, I, I was literally... I was I was in bed listening to fuck, scenes of Game of Thrones. Right, like that's where my cl- that's where my brain is. Yeah, like I, I I obviously I listened to I listened to you on Rogan. Yeah, probably four or five times. The last one. Right, I enjoyed it so much. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it so much because you have such a great. You're such. I don't know. I I, I just enjoyed it, and I thought, man, the. The I, the things that come up in my suggestions yeah, on Instagram right. are not the same things that come up in Tim's suggestions. Right, yeah, for Mine's sure. Boat launches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Monkeys well, we get, itching their assholes. We get, we get. Well, there's food. We have that. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we have food. that. Well, my thing is, some people are so cynical that it's actually hopeful. Because my whole point is that life is this fleeting, amazing thing, yeah. and everybody's overcomplicating it to a degree that's insane. And this idea that, like, you know, appreciating something or being in the moment is bad and it means you're selfish and you're not thinking about every horrible thing that's ever happened to everyone, including yourself, and what could happen tomorrow to everyone. (laughs) And that's the way that people, like, want to live now. They want to go, but what about that fire in 1812? You know, you're like, what? I'm happy I wasn't in the Triangle Factory fire in New York. And I'm sorry that fire standards weren't better. But can I eat a hot dog? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's got to be a detente a little bit yeah. for people's mental health because it's a little crazy out there trying to solve everything. And by the way, not in a meaningful way. People are trying to solve it, like, on their phone by by saying words. It's crazy. The Cracker Barrel. Did you ever yes. watch the Cracker Barrel yes. deba- debacle? 
Yeah. Where it was just one person going, that's where they kept all the whips. Right. And that's not real. That's not true. It's not real at all. That's not true. Yeah, it's not real. <laughs> and and yeah. poor Cracker Barrel yeah. had a moment where they're like, our business is over. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know. The I, outrage from a thumb is so, I, I'm old enough to remember yeah. actual complaint letters yes. coming into a comedy club. That's right. Like Some, emails, emails. Yeah. But like you had to sit and write an email. You'd have to write it, yeah. Now I think people are over all of that, except very small groups. And I'm wondering what's next. I'm very interested in what is next. What culturally will be next? I think, I think. Do we go back to the 90s where it's kind of like a apathetic? Remember in the 90s, no one cared about anything. Oh. The 90s was this amazing time that people don't understand. We're like, you would get on a train and go, I don't have a ticket. And the conductor would go, we'll get you next time. <laughs> and just walk away because he didn't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? People didn't care. Now if you try to get into an office building, the security acts like they work for the CIA, like they're standing there, like like they work for the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. It's a strange time, and I'm wondering if we ever get to a time where people just relax a little bit. I got on the wrong plane in the 90s yes. and flew to the wrong place. That's what I want again. I, I got on the wrong plane yes. and thought because yeah, it was yeah. Southwest and they're making jokes. Yeah. Or it, was, it wasn't Southwest. It was, it must have been, it was before, not, it was, Early 90s. Right. Whatever plane it was, they were making jokes. Right. And I was supposed to go to a bachelor party in the Bahamas. Right. And I got on the wrong fucking plane. Yeah. And I thought the guy was making a joke. I guess we're going to, it was a different, right. it was a different yeah, island. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're all going to Miami today, huh? Right. Or uh, Fort Lauderdale. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, this guy's good. We're going to the Bahamas, but <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Who wants to go to fucking Fort yeah, Lauderdale? Yeah, yeah. I got on the wrong fucking plane. I almost missed, it wasn't a bachelor party, it was a wedding for my yeah. buddy Hank. Yeah. He got fucking married. But and and by the way, two other people got on wrong planes that day. Scapo yeah. Beer and Jay Langford got on wrong planes. We all got on wrong fucking planes. Amazing, but that's the way the '90s worked. God. And you look back at it, you know, there's something kind of nice about that. You could go to the airport. Yeah. I remember going to the airport and buying a ticket in '98. Yeah. yeah, going to yeah JFK and going. I'm, I need a ticket to Tampa, and they'd be yeah. like, Yeah, okay, yeah, here you go. Right, amazing. That's crazy. It was crazy the way things worked. You would go to the airport. And you would buy a ticket yeah. for when you wanted to go yeah. to your. You'd go and purchase it at the airport. Yeah. I, need, I need a ticket for September 4th. Yeah. Like, sure. So I'm wondering where it goes. I'm wondering th things are probably going to get so hyper-specific now that, like, everybody... What's so interesting is back then, we lived in the time of, like, cultural monoliths. Seinfeld. Yeah. Saturday Night Live. Big things. ER. Friends. Right? These things. Friends. Everybody watched these things. Big movies, right? The you know the casino, right? Like these things that everyone saw. Um, and now we're living in a time where everything's so hyper specific. You wonder if it's just going to continually get like I, I always just make keep, like yeah, spider webbing out. I always make a joke where like somebody at Chipotle pretty soon is going to turn to their manager and go, "Listen, I have to take off tomorrow. I'm nominated for an Academy Award." <laughs> And their manager is going to go, okay, but you got to come in Friday. And they're like, they're like, yeah, no, no, I know. And then the manager goes, but good for you, man. And the guy's like, thanks a lot. Like, that's kind of, we're almost there now. I feel There's people winning Emmys who live on the floor. There's people winning Emmys who are broke. They have no fans. No one's seen anything they've done. And they live on a floor. <laughs> that's going to continue. Like, the, like there's people that have an Emmy in a studio apartment that yeah. they can barely afford, and they're an Emmy award-winning actor, and everybody doesn't care. And in fact, if they bring it up, people go, how about you shut the fuck up?
that's very that's an interesting it's an interesting time to live in LA when that's the case. And you have Instagram oh. models, OnlyFans thoughts. You have people on the internet that are TikTokers who are fighting each other who have audiences of like 30 million people. It's insane. Uh, Jake it's really Paul, wild. Not Jake, not Jake as much as Logan. Right. Logan Paul fucking fascinates me. Yeah. Like legit, like legit, I am fascinated by that business model. Oh, yeah. Because you watched Andrew Tate come up. They're going to make 500 million off Prime is what I believe. Uh, have you had Prime? I haven't. I've heard it's good because it's coconut it is water. fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It is phenomenal and because it's coconut water base i've heard it's kind of amazing it's and it's super hydrating yes it's i didn't realize what it was i was at the beach up in wherever yeah and we're going we're getting groceries and i see prime and i go oh shit it's uh, logan paul's thing i do like an instagram video like just right walking around i'm gonna try logan paul's drink i'm, I'm hoping it's gonna be bad so i can make right. a joke about right. it but i taste it I drank a Prime every single morning. No, and they're going to make fucking. They're going to make an insane amount now. Why haven't you done a product? Uh, because it's very interesting to me. I well, would think you would do a product. I do have my own line of flip flops. Well, that's great. Yeah. Why not a food product? We tried to do steak sauce. Very tough. Steak we sauce. Were gonna, we were going to four wall an ice cream shop. Very tough. Well, how about do conspiracy theory flavors of ice cream? Jeffrey egg cream. Uh, um, uh, jet fuel doesn't melt sweet cream. <laughs> Crisis actor crunch with little uh, chocolate. Well, because of the kids who pretended yeah, yeah. to die. Um, yeah, what were some of the other ones, Ben? Yeah, MK Ultra. Cake batter. JF cake batter. What was your chocolate? The, well, there was a Gulf of. There was a Gulf of fucking. Oh, the Gulf of Toffee. The Gulf of Toffee. Yeah, that was a good. The one. Gulf of to Toffee. We gonna, but you know, there's so many regulations in between. Black Lives Smother. Black Lives Smother. He said it. It's a smatter. Well, no, here's, here's the real brilliant. No, here's the real brilliant one. Here's the real brilliant one. Yeah. Is S'mores Floyd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the one that I'm sorry, but that's the one. If you edit that out, send that to me for my podcast. <laughs> and that's what, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's, um. It's oh. tough because there's all these regulations about who can yeah. serve food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. We wouldn't have done that one if I, it was a real shop. I have thought a lot of times about buying certain... Well, a so, line of marinades. So, uh, so yeah. I pitched to Dave... You know Dave Williamson? No. He opens for me. Okay. A barbecue guy. Okay. I pitched to him because he's all about making rubs. Yeah. It's pretty easy to make a rub. No, I right. don't mean that disrespectful anyone with rubs. But you basically just go to a company that does it, and you mm. you put your package. I said, why don't you do rubs for comics? Like make a make a Filipino rub for Joe for, Coy. For jo Boom. Right. And I go, you do it. You got a Mexican one for Fluffy. You do. You go yeah. through the whole thing, and you do everyone's rubs, and you let those guys, and then you sell it. Like and that. I would have one called "This Is for White People," <laughs> and it would be it's just very just salt, just, just salt, salt, just very light. And I'd call it the Hamptons rub, you know. <laughs> What? Wait, hold on. Don't let me forget to ask you about. Yes. Uh, hold on. So wait, I so I have had big business ideas. Yeah. That I have followed through in, but it always needs just a little bit more money. Like we we started right. Two Bear Sports Management, and uh, and it was like a. I've had I've had some great ideas that I bring to Tom, and Tom kind of goes, mm, okay, let's just sell T-shirts. Right. It, like, Tom's a little bit of a Tom's Tom's less now, but when we started together. Like two bear sports management, I came up with it. I was like, why don't we just get athletes? Why don't we just hire sponsor an athlete? We'll be their agent. 
We'll blow them up on our podcast. We'll blow up all their merch. We'll blow up. People start buying their jerseys. People will get around one athlete. Right. And uh, and we talked about it, and we talked to our agents. Agents kind of shit on it. They're like, mm, it's easy. It's, it's different than you think. Right. And then immediately, uh, Barstool started it, and it was a fucking thriving business. Right. And we were like, okay. So then we started Two Bears Racing. Right. Well, it turns out you need a race car driver to drive the race car, and Tom's on tour for fucking ever. Right. So we can't do a race yet. We've got sponsors out the ass lined up to cover our race car right but we need tom to drive the fucking car right i would love to start i would love a bar i would love a bar, bar i would dude. love a bar a We're local a, a i, I want to call it rickshaws okay. i want five rickshaws lined up on ventura avenue in front of this in the parking spots yeah. right where you'd put ballet it's rickshaws and the deal at rickshaws is if you live within a half a mile we'll pick you up in a rickshaw and we'll take you home in a rickshaw wow you like that I kind of like that. Yeah, and yeah. so it's a local bar. What yeah. you're doing is you're saying to everyone, no one's getting DUIs. If you live around, let us know. We'll come get you in a rickshaw. We'll to pick you up in a rickshaw. We'll right. take you home in a rickshaw. Right. You're not going to DUI, but it's a local bar. It's Do pretty you think much a local bar. Any of these bar. people on the way home in a rickshaw look at each other and go, "We have a problem." <laughs> Do you think any of these people in a rickshaw on the way home go, you know, because you know people are going to move to be near the bar. Yeah. People are going to move. And then do you think they go, you know what? We just bought a house yeah. to be close to a bar where people could drive us in a rickshaw to get yeah. drunk. We have a real problem. See, you lived, yeah. you lived in a, you lived in a community, I, I believe, and yes. I could be wrong, no, you're where you right. had a local bar where people went. That is correct. A lo- that is, I didn't get Lisa's that in Tampa. Lounge. No, let me tell Lisa's you right Lounge. now. Tell me about Lisa's Lounge. Lisa's Lounge. Let me tell you right now. First of all, it was named after a woman who was killed in a drunk driving accident. I swear to God, her father opened a bar. After her, she was killed in a drunk driving accident. That'd be ironic. She had, her picture was on top of the bar, and everyone used to toast and say, to Lisa, and we would drink. No, I mean, it could, I love does this, it dude. get better than this, that? It does not get better. It is amazing. Uh, the father, God rest his soul, uh, opened this bar because he said to me, he literally said to me, and this was this was what was going on. People were doing lines of coke off the pool table. This was Christmas Eve. And, and there was a homeless guy named George who used to live in his car, and he came in, and they were dressing him like a Christmas tree, and he was drinking. And the guy said to me, he said, I opened this bar because I wanted people to have a place to go on the holidays. And it was so amazing oh, when he wow. said that. It was so hilarious. And it was he's like, I want to just a place for people to go. We could all kind of enjoy and keep each other oh, company. And, you know, these were the, the, I think the term is dregs of society. But these were people. I've misused that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> these were people who really didn't, they enjoyed their freedom. Like, they didn't see it as a way to one-up other people. And yeah. Like, they're like, I'm not, they're like, hey, man, I'm checked out. I'm having a drink. I'm enjoying my life. Oh, Tom Petty's on the jukebox. I got a cigarette in my mouth. Things aren't that bad. And yeah, did many of them have failed marriages and businesses in and out of jail? Hey, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> what are we keeping we're, tabs? We, we keep this tabs. is an Instagram. I don't we're, need to know about that. We're here to live. Yeah. And they lived. They lived. I remember a guy whose his son killed, uh, or his his um nephew killed himself, the guy who ran the gas place. And then when the Giants won the Super Bowl in, I think, fuck, when did they win? In overtime, it was big, 2007. Uh, where he caught it on his helmet? Yes, yeah. yes. Seven, 2007? Yeah, I think so. Literally, the guy was like, cheer- two months after his nephew's suicide, was cheering the Giants, and he was basically like, God, we're even. Like, oh, wait, right. yeah, that oh was my it. God. It was amazing. And I, I spent years there, and this was a formative period of my life. I spent like two or three years there hanging out there all the time and befriending all these characters and befriend- this befriending is before, the bartenders. This is before, I was this 20. before everyone was on their phone. Yeah, yeah, no, babe, nobody was on anything. There I remember except drugs. I remember those days. Those were good days. Yeah, the, but it was, 
My kids, like yeah. even like, so we had a, we have a place we go. That it, I used to live right next door to it, and we used yeah. to go there all the time. It's called Pat's yeah. on Riverside, and Pat's was a local watering hole. Before right. then, it was really local, like really right. local to the point where even if you lived around there, if you didn't grow up around there, you yeah. didn't, you weren't you didn't fit in. Yeah. But I remember going to Pat's one afternoon with a couple of comics. It was all the black comics yeah. hung out there. Right. Oddly enough, it was a it was a big African American community of of talent. All the people that were in Selma, like right. it, it was, it, it right. was really kind of cool. I remember going to the bar there one time, thinking this is Pat's, and seeing like nine dudes all on their phone on the fucking bar. Yeah. And I was like, they gotta. I want a bar where yeah. you check your phone in when you walk in. You check IDs, but I'm only checking IDs the way Domino's finds out if they're able to deliver to you. That's right. Like I want local flavor. I want. Well, that's what we had. We had a bar that people. There was another bar called the Helm in Freeport, New York, which was a sea shanty. Uh, it was a strip of bars and boats, and the helm was so there was something called the Nautical Mile in Freeport. All of the bars and restaurants were on one side of the canal. The helm was the only bar on the other side of the canal. The actual floor was pitched because it had been flooded so many times that the wood was warped. So if you put like a, a bowling ball on it, it would roll. And they had the best cheeseburger in the world, still the best. And they served it till like 2.30 in the morning every night. And you'd see a hamburger with cheese and they put sauteed onions and this hamburger, this 30-year-old grill that had like never been cleaned. God. And uh, you realize that, that, that these you realize how amazing. much of that defined uh, the way yes. we see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, 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 there's no. I, part of that, that. I would never trade that for Harvard, for Yale, yeah. for, a, you know, anything. Those experiences spending time in those places was the the, the it's why i'm successful I it, think. it really is yeah 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 no you're, it did you're there's an authenticity to yeah you. well the same, i would say well the same way i have whatever the party thing i have where yes. i spent seven years in college you gotta yes. spend seven years in college yes in order to be the thing that you are where, right where you are this almost yeah. like fucking no me without those places is not me like those places and i love you would go in there and you would you would see everybody you knew and everybody knew each other from the neighborhood and everybody yeah. was just kind of like, fuck it, let's get boozed up and let's drink. And we did it all the time. And, you know, the, you know there were people there that were, they were wild people. And, they, you know, people would come in a boat. People would come to the bar in a boat and then get out. I remember with my friend's father, you know, one of the greatest stories ever is my friend's father, this guy Bud Munster, God rest his soul, um, he... Literally, me and my friend, my friend, my friend Joe and me went to dinner at this outdoor uh, bar in Freeport. And Joe's father had, was there. He was there. We didn't even know he was there. He was just drinking at the bar. Yeah. And he goes up to our table and he goes, listen, I'm going to buy you guys dinner. And we're like, yeah, okay, bud. And he then walks to the bar and points at us, looks at the bartender, goes, points to himself, and then points to us. And then, and then we all waved. We're like, yep. Yeah. Bud goes right over the thing, gets on his boat and left. We get to the end of the meal. The check comes for $800. They go, excuse me? They go, that guy's been drinking here all week on a tab. And he literally said you were covering his tab. It's been going for three days. This is the fourth day. And you guys said, he go, remember when you waved? You said you'd pay. And I'm like, and we just smiled and we just gave him, you know, we just gave him the money. But it was like, that was a type of, I grew up around those people. God. And like, you would see Bud like three days later, like Bud just would like, just disappear yeah. and come back. And like, you know, it was a real, uh, it was, these were wild people. I could never go back to that. As much but, as that yeah. is you and defines, kind of defines you a little bit, 
there is this other side of you that I really enjoy that I've just heard of secondhand. Yeah. But I texted you. I don't think you got a new number. But yeah. Like, like uh, someone came in town and they were like, yeah, Tim hit me up and he was like, hey, come on, we'll go to the polo lounge. Oh, yeah, up. yeah. Who was that? I, they were just over uh, here. I don't know. Was it, I, I don't know. I take a lot of people there. Yeah, but 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 there's yeah. a part of you that is that. I love high and low. Ce- yeah. I love celebrates, high and low. Celebrates the. Yeah. Like Nobu. Yeah. Like it's either I that, love it's either, that. I would rather go to Nobu Malibu or I'd rather eat in a prison. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, to me, yeah. to go to the middle of the road is boring. Yeah. The highest of the high and the lowest of the low are fun to me. Like a dirty diner or a five star restaurant. Anything in the middle, which is why, you know, I, I have that, that's an addict mentality. It's an all or nothing. Is it? Because I'm all or nothing. Yeah. I'm all or nothing. Yeah, and well, I, I know a, I have an addict there's mentality. There's an argument yeah. that you have a slight addict mentality. This <laughs> is like yesterday. a slight argument. Yesterday, yeah. Ryan Sickler came over and he started lighting joints. He smoked three joints. I yeah. took maybe two or three hits. Yeah. But this, and I've been sober for like 10 days. Yeah. I hadn't drank in 10 days. And I was, I'm just trying, I was going to Hawaii. I was yeah. like, I'm trying to lose weight. Right. The second yeah. I smoked weed, gloves are off. Yeah. I light a cigar. Yeah. We're going to dinner, bottle That's of right. wine. Like, it's I just. problem. This, well, this, and I was like, I don't. I go, the cat's out, man. Yeah. Like, we're fucking. We're Come in. The on cat's it. out. The cat's and then out. T- even today, I'm like, I, I go to Hawaii tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. I, I said, Leanne, we, we have to do a podcast for her podcast. I go, should we open a bottle of wine or a bottle yeah. of champagne to talk about? I mean, yeah. something, right? Little, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. something to. How much are you on the road? You're on the road so much. Aggressive. It's aggressive. Aggressive, yeah. I, Is this the way you foresee it forever? Uh, yeah. Wow. What's well, funny? It's funny. I, I got. It's amazing. I, I got. I got my. I got blown up yesterday by my daughters and wife. This is a, a therapy thing that I I should talk about in therapy. I said uh, we when the girls were little girls, they used to do this thing called fancy dinner. Yeah. Where they put on white gloves right. and, and they'd put in princess outfits and we'd go out to a restaurant. Right. It's fancy dinner. So we've always called it fancy dinner as a joke. But you get dressed up. So last right. night we go to Petit Trois. We have a fucking one of the best meals I've had in a very long time. Two bottles of wine. And I said, it's nice that we're doing this. You know, I got to go back out on the road. This is what right. dads do. Right. And George is like, it's not right. what dads do. <laughs> and I was like, huh? And Leanne goes, it's what you do. Right. And I was like, no, it's this is what it is to be a dad. And they're like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I think you're clouding your selflessness yeah. <laughs> into your selfishness. Right. And they're right, like, right. dads <laughs> go out and do the road one week and then take a week off and then another right. week. You go on the road for five weeks straight. Right. Because you're living your dreams. Right. And it fucked me up because I was because right. they're accurate. Yeah. They're like, this isn't, you're not doing this to provide. For, you, yeah. You, we're good. Yeah. You're doing this because you're driven and you have you're a workaholic right you can't you you have a special coming out so you so yeah. that you're about to shoot so you know like they, I, we go we just saw your calendar you're doing right 50 cities before in two in three months to go like Bert, that is the craziest thing i mean it's why i mean we did 51 cities i think in seven months oh 50 cities in three and we did clubs as well mixed in there but that is i'm doing amazing. a couple clubs the, but i but like when we did when we did uh the drive-in movie theaters do you love does do, do you love like does the road make home more special uh-uh. interesting yeah i don't i don't even feel comfortable here interesting yeah. i was about to say that you know and by the way i'm starting to feel a little bit like that because like i live in like many states right yeah you are, yeah, yeah i moved to texas 
I live in LA. I have a house in New York. I, I feel like even when I'm not on the road, I'm like just wherever, right? Yeah. And it's weird. I'm starting to wonder, is that an addiction too? To just not being in one place and like, yeah. is that wild? Well, it's, it's for me, it's the, yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the same as this. Yes. It's the, the right. moment they come out of your hand. Is a six going to show up? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Is a six showing up? Oh, there we go. Look at that. Come on, right. six. But that's the... Right. I, I'll tell you what I got for the first time the other day in a very long time. Yeah. I woke up in a place I didn't know where I was. Wow. And it made my heart race. I went, yeah, baby. Yeah. This is what it was. Where were you? Uh, in Britain, uh, North Reddington Beach, Florida. And I woke up in a room and I went, I do not know where I am. <laughs> right. And I went, oh, I remember this feeling. Yeah. Like, but, but I had I, that too. I nice. wake up in bunks. I love the, I love I love all of it. I love, can I tell you, I yeah. never went to sleepaway camp and I feel like the road for me is sleepaway camp. Right. It's uh, everyone's in the bunks late night. Everyone's talking back and right. forth. Everyone's up. The bus calls at three. We're all partying until three. Cigars outside. Uh, everyone likes to join. Another cocktail. Get in the bus. Put on a movie. Oh, shit. I haven't seen Apocalypto in forever. Another right. drink. Another drink. Hit pause. This is exactly what cancel culture is. What's going on in Apocalypto? Right. And then you get Shane Gillis coming up with some fucking crazy theory. And, right. and then all of a sudden, everyone's in the bunks. And everyone's bullshitting. And then everyone wakes up. And they're like, is anyone up? Are we getting lunch? Right. And then who's working out today? Let's work. You know, right. I love I love that it's just it's just everything's always brand new. It's it's the it's the scratch off feeling. The feeling of <clears throat> every day is a scratch off ticket. And when I was just been home for two months, there's a little bit of I don't mean to sound shitty. But like, I do have nights where I look at Leanne. I go, so this is it, right? Like, what are we gonna do? We're just gonna watch. I love the '80s. So I'm wondering if those nights are the nights where you're like, <clears throat> that stillness is where you can kind of create that movie, or that I'm wondering because I remember when I came to LA and I didn't have a lot of spots because I was just not a known comedian. Yeah, that me and him sitting in a garage were like let's fuck around let's make yeah. some sketches let's do a podcast like i almost wonder if like sometimes a commotion which is amazing and we're all on the road and it's great but i'm wondering if like sometimes like that quiet is when that idea hits you and you're like this is what i want to devote a year to it's it, very interesting i don't know it, it's different for everyone i had but i had I, I had a few ideas yeah within this time i had one idea that i thought yeah. was i thought it was brilliant I yeah. th i'll tell you i'll tell you the idea i had it in italy we were in italy and I had a dream. I had a dream. I, I when when I'm at my height of creativity, I dream really creative. Right. So I had a dream. Georgia helped me finish it. I had a dream that there was this little boy in like 1930s, nondescript Europe, with a backpack on, walking down like a, a grass, like little lane. You could tell it was you know, right. 1920s, 1915, but it just, you know, walking down the street, and a guy comes up in a trench coat with a hat and sunglasses hands him a pistol and goes, end it all right now. Use this gun and kill yourself. Yeah. And the kid's like, huh? And he's like, trust me, it'll be easier this way. You got to kill yourself with this gun. And the kid's like, huh? And then all of a sudden, a woman in like 1980s outfit, leg warmers, just shows up out of nowhere. And she goes, where's Hitler? And this kid sees it. He goes, I'm Hitler. And she goes, kill him and then people start showing up from everywhere and it's people the time machine has been invented and all anyone's doing is coming back to kill hitler and they're doing it when he's a kid yeah. and so this kid has to kill people left and right yeah to defend his life 
because they're, everyone's coming back to kill Hitler. And it's all about the Jews who he's not really familiar with, but he's this is the reason he creates the Holocaust is to get the and first person. Is it like person. present day? No, it's 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 well, it's, it set, like, it's are, set in 1915. But are the people coming back the, from the present, present day? From like right now, right now. Because then there's got there are also people coming back going, save Hitler. They're, they're, save <laughs> Hitler. Get Hitler. But save him. This is what causes the Holocaust. The reason right. Hitler started the Holocaust yeah. was to find the family that whose bloodline creates the time machine. So that he's interesting. So, so now, now, have you pitched this? Because if you do, no. please put cameras in the room when you do. <laughs> yeah. If you pitch this to anyone ever, please just film <laughs> the pitch because yeah. that's as far as it'll go. But it'll be the most brilliant Brutus. thing. Georgia kills yeah. it. I'm telling you, yeah. breakfast to Leanna about this dream I had that Hitler created. The Holocaust was an attempt for Hitler to kill the bloodline of the guy who right. created the time machine right. because it's made his life hell right. since he was six years old. That's right. It's all because of this time machine. People have been trying to kill him since he was six. Yeah. And Georgia says, oh, I know your movie ends. I said, what? She goes, he's in the bunker and he pulls out the same gun that guy gave him and goes, fuck it. He's right. And he shoots himself in the fucking head. Wow. And I go, that's a great ending to a movie that'll never exist. But if I had the money. If I had the money, and we're insane, how? How? But, but, but why? Here's my theory. Yeah, would you watch it? If, if I, I absolutely would watch it. Yeah, right. I would. Yeah, I would, would you tear watch it, it apart on my show. Yeah, but it would. The you next watch week, it? I'd go. It's, what kind of retard? You think I mean, Sharknado was bad? Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> makes, you see Baby Hitler. This makes ice spiders look like the Godfather. <laughs> um, but no, I um. I no, it actually does. It's, it's interesting. I, I pitched a show to Spike TV. Yeah, can I kidnap your child? This is an interesting angle. Yeah. I said, uh, here's the deal. Uh, you have a family? Uh, and they're like, yeah. I said, great. Uh, you can't do anything different. All I can tell you is in the next three days, I will try to kidnap your child. Now, listen, if I get your right. kid into the back of the van, right. they're going to Disney with the grandparents. They're going to have right. a great time. We'll yeah, film that. Yeah, it won't that. traumatize them at all. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be, be great. with the grandparents. It's great. But that's when the game show starts. Yeah. You've got to negotiate the safe release of your child. I say... Ransom's $3 million. Can you acquire the funds? Do you Can you acquire the yeah. funds? Do you do the drop-off? Do you call the police? Yeah. How do you do all of this? And yeah. if you can acquire the funds, do the drop-off. Yeah. If you safely negotiate the release of your child yeah. and I hand them back, you keep the money. See, this is why people from the rest of the country think we're sick. <laughs> <laughs> this is why people think everyone who lives here is insane. <laughs> can I kidnap your child on spike? Okay, how cancelable are ideas then? Because no, I because think I, are, lost way, joke, I lost a joke. Book. Yeah. I lost a joke book. Yeah, a joke book is gone. Yeah. If you think these are ideas, I'm telling you on the air. Right. The ideas I think of. Oh, forget it. Are fucking aggressive. We were our Bitcoin movie was this idea where a guy had been locked at you know because this is a real thing that happens. He this this guy, he dies and he had ten million or twenty million in Bitcoin, but he's locked out of his Bitcoin wallet and they've got ten chances. The family has 10 chances to, to enter a password that unlocks it yeah. or the money's lost forever. So they then have to start go investigating their father's life to figure out what were the 10 things that were most uh, important to him that he would have put as the password. Oh, I love this. And they're going and they're interviewing his old girlfriends and his mistresses and his coaches and his family. And like, they're discovering this life that they didn't know their father even had. And like, at the end of it, the whole thing, the password ends up being like pussy fart. <laughs> Something ridiculous, 
but then they find out who they're. So that was our idea uh, of, you know. The whole just, time the cat's jumping up in the lab, they're like, get away, Gus Gus. Yeah. And, and then the password then is it's Gus, the Gus Gus. Something crazy. <laughs> but the whole thing is investigating who their father really was. And they discover this kind That's of parallel great. life. These things their father was into, they had no idea. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of the idea that me and Colin had. That's a great idea. I know. Somebody give us money. It's summertime. The days are hot. The grill's going. It's the perfect time to enjoy wine with friends and with family. But did you know the summer heat and sunlight can spoil your wine and your good times if it's not properly stored? Now's the time to get those bottles out of the boxes or off your countertops and protect them with the wine fridge from Wine Enthusiast. Wine Enthusiast offers designs and the largest Wine Enthusiast designs and offers the largest selection of wine coolers for every drinker, every budget, every size collection from six to 600 bottles. Plus, expert wine storage consultants are available by phone to help you find the right fit for all your needs. Wine Enthusiast is the premier destination for the wine lifestyle, offering an incredible selection of unique wine accessories, glassware, furniture, wine storage gifts, and more. Visit WineEnthusiast.com or text the code BERT to 511-511. And from now until Labor Day, don't miss Wine Enthusiast Labor Day sale. Save up to 50% on select wine cellars and furniture now through Labor Day. Text BERT to 511-511 to see it for yourself. Text BERT to 511-511 today. Certain exclusions may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Messages and data rates may apply. Text STOP to opt out. Isla took my, um, you're gonna have to bleep this out. You have to bleep this out, Halston. Isla got my uh, yeah. Apple Watch. Yeah. I, I wasn't using it. Right. She was like, I, I, I could use that. And I was right. like, great. She takes it to school, her grade school, or middle school, and you're not allowed to have an Apple Watch in class. And so right. the teacher takes it away and takes it to the, whatchamacallit, and the alarm starts going off. Right. And the principal, the principal or secretary is like, hey, I, what's the password to your watch? And Isla's like, I'm, it's my dad's watch. And right. She was like, you don't know the password? She goes, no, I know the password, but it's my dad's watch. And like, well, what's the password? And she goes, I really can't tell you. And the lady's like, what is the password? And Isla goes, <laughs> capital <laughs> lowercase is it weird with them going to school because of who you are and the people knowing yes, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, by the way, if and I don't mean this like no regret. I have no regret about anything. Right. I think everyone's very happy. Everyone's very like yeah. But uh, I think it maybe I sh I probably overshared too much. Right. Like I I I never really asked them if they wanted to be famous. I just made them characters in my stand up. Right. Which made them famous, and it's it's uh you know it's. Do you, do you do that boyfriends yet or no? No. Okay. And I think, I know for a fact both of them have been, have been a little reticent to, uh, to, because boys immediately are right. are like, oh my god, yeah, you know, fucking dot yeah, dot dot, you know, yeah. oh my god, yeah. And uh, so like anytime a boy has brought forward like like Georgia just went to orientation and some boy was like, oh your dad's a machine. And immediately right. she just and she's right. like, all right, next. Right. So Isla's the same way as like, Isla, this is, I mean, I've said this before and I've said this, but this really blew my mind. The ins, this is the world my daughters live in. Is Isla's birthday is uh, the other day. She turned 16 and I'm doing a video. She's always said, when I turn 16, I get to curse. And I was like, okay. And and on her birthday, a bunch of fans were like, yo, Isla can curse now. She's always said this. Right. And so they're like, what's her first curse word? So I put a video up on just on my stories. 
I go, Isla, it's your birthday. Everyone's asking what your first curse word is going to be. She's eating next to land. She just looks over and goes, cunt. And it goes, uh, it gets pretty good views. They put it on TikTok. She wakes me up at like three in the morning, four in the morning. And she's like, you need to get that off TikTok. I go, what? She goes, it's got 6.6 .6 million views. And she goes, I'm not going to be a meme. I'm not going to be the girl where they use the voice like Miranda Cosgrove and go, yeah. what's your first curse word? And it's cunt. And then right. everyone knows that's me. And then I don't get to be a person. Pull it down. And I was like, I was like, we have pre-show going on right yeah, now. Yeah, baby. Fuck are you doing? Come on. You get, then you got to sit down and go, listen, we're in a business. It's yeah. called the family business. Yeah. yeah. I make money off right. of you being a fucking moron. <laughs> I was telling, like, it's, I, but I, I definitely, I definitely did not ask if anyone wanted to be famous. Right. I just started. And so, like, you know, you go to dinner last night. They were totally respectful. Hey, Bert, big fan. We brought a bottle of wine out for you. Let us know if there's anything special. Sure. You know, I know you like the salad, the chef. We can get you the chef's recipe. It's kind of like Ben and his wife. Ben and his wife go out and people go, oh, my God, you're the producer. The Tim. It's like a weird, like him and his wife are like hassled yeah. sometimes. But, it's, but in a good way. I mean, you know. But did, did you care about, did you ever want to be famous, Ben? Uh, not, no, not really. I mean, I I've, I didn't even like being on camera at the at the beginning when Tim was like, I was like, you want it in a one shot, right? He's like, no, you should be in the shot too. I was yeah. like, it's so, it's, That's so great. it's such a great call. I'm still very yeah. nervous on such the show. Such a great call too. because it's yeah, such a great call. I miss the days. I miss the days of the podcast where I felt like you guys were shooting in a mountain house with all of yes. Hollywood underneath. Yeah, that was so my we have, porch. We have, we have yeah. shot. We have shot this podcast in Eagle Rock. We have shot it in West Hollywood. We have shot it in Palm Springs. We have shot it in Agora Hills. I've lived in all of those places. Now I'm living in Beverly Hills, but we have shot it. You're living in Beverly Hills? Yeah. I love, yeah. I love your decadentness. I love well, that part you know, of it. Well, you know, I like, I, I, you know, we got to enjoy ourselves. But you like it yeah. in the way, in like, yeah. in, a, in a kind of like, I don't mean ironic, but like in a, <clears throat> in a, like I remember the first time I bought like an expensive tracksuit and yeah. I went, and when I yeah. guess I can wear this on planes. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And and it was it, it was a little bit of a nod of I was wearing it, but it was also like, yeah. hey, this is pretty fucking nice. Well, we get to be ridiculous. Yeah, we get to be, behave ridiculously and have fun. And as long as we're treating people the right way, and if people need help, we help them. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, one of the first things I did when I made like a lot of money, and it actually it give, makes me emotional to think about it. It's like I gave my father a twenty dollar gift certificate to Panera. <laughs> It meant a lot to me because he has helped so much. And I said, here's the thing with this. It's a card. You don't have to use it at once. So you get a sandwich. And then if you want a soup, like, next week, you can get it. So to me, like, the ability to, like, help my family yeah, yeah. Uh, is so – or my mother's in a mental institution, and sometimes I'll call them up, and I'll be like, hit her with another pill today. It's on me. Just knock her out. Just knock her out. It's on me. She's having, someone's having an early night. Patreon came in. Oh. So the ability to do that, the Bentleys and the houses, who cares? The yeah. ability to comatose my mother or give my mm -hmm. father a gift of a, yeah. a corporate uh, sandwich lunch <laughs> is to me is a beautiful thing. How come no watch? I'm not a watch guy. Really? I just don't like watches. Okay. I love watches on other people. So here's the other thing. I will never spend money on things I don't care about. I really yeah. own. There's certain things I love. I love real estate. Okay, then list I the love, things yeah. you love. List real things. estate. Yes. I love homes. I think it's a great place to have money. I love taking my friends to homes. Yeah, I love like you. What you do on the tour bus, I'll do where I go. Everyone, let's go to Hamptons for three days, and or everyone, let's go to here. 
Uh, like to me, it's fun to go and take an adult field trip somewhere and just have a real good time. Yeah. Because you don't get a chance to do that. I think that, you know, I love that. I love going out to a nice restaurant. Okay, top five restaurants in LA. Mm. In no particular order. Osteria Moza, Nancy Silverton's a genius in in uh on Highland on Melrose. Uh, where is it, Ben? On yeah, uh, it's on Highland and uh, Melrose or not? I think it's I think it's Melrose. Yeah, uh, Nancy Silverton, who did La Brea Bakery, is doing it in a, a masterful, a masterful Italian restaurant, Osteria <clears throat> Mozza, which is great. Nobu Malibu is a quintessential California restaurant. It is the number one restaurant in California on this side of the country in terms of the total experience of like, there's Jamie Fox, there's Pink. We're fucking sitting on the deck of Nobu Malibu. This is amazing. The waves are rushing in. The waves are backlit. They're yeah. fucking lit. Oh. Not back, maybe frontlit, but the, the waves are as they crash on the thing. And the sushi is pretty damn good. Sushi Park in West Hollywood, where we're going tonight, is the if you know, you know spot. Mm-hmm. Really? You'll be sitting there next to some uber really famous people. It's a strip mall. It's very small. Nobody, you know, you, you can't really, it's very hard to get in. That's uh, an amazing restaurant. Guela Getza in Koreatown has the best mole in they have a tasting of mole. So their famous thing is they have five different moles. One is more cinnamon. One is more chocolate. Really? One is really spicy. They have a flight of moles. Guilagats is really authentic Mexican, amazing food in uh, LA, which is a lot of it's Mexico. And then also, sadly, you know, now is like, you know, sadly closed the Pacific Dining Car. A classic. Oh, was that was that down was that down yes, in down that, by the railroad? Yeah, it was a classic <clears throat> steakhouse, an old there, yeah. steakhouse. It's classic, but like I love Austria Mozart. I love Nobu. I love the Fountain Room at the Beverly Hills Hotel, which is a little diner. It's about 20 seats, 25 seats. Mm. Little little diner in the Beverly Hills Hotel. You'd see a heavily drugged Justin Bieber there, uh, <laughs> you know, with a handler feeding him pancakes. It's a good place. <laughs> I love my area, you know? Like, I love the that where I live. You know yeah. what I mean? I looked at, we looked at some homes in the valley, but it's we like, did. I also love the valley, but it just doesn't fit. It's not who you are. Doesn't, it's not, it's who, not who, who you are. It's not who I am. It wasn't who I was. Yeah. And Leanne sold it to me. And then yeah. it, it, I turned I turned into the valley. Yeah. But I really am a Hollywood Hills guy. No, you are. Yes, no, he, quite frankly, you are. And you, these people have destroyed you. Yes. And yeah, they you, know, you have no fucking idea. Fam- They've no, broken just, my, my... We my... just looked at something off Mulholland. I'm like, that's where it is. Because you like a breeze. You need a breeze. You need a canyon. I like to see the things. and the. It's fun. It's Dude. fun. Life, we've all had problems. You know what I mean? And there will be more to come. Yeah. But in the middle... You know, because the end's never great of life. Yeah. And the beginning's often hard. And when you're a comic, you're broke for 10 fucking years, right? Yeah, you get a sweet spot. You get a sweet spot. Enjoy it. I'm in my sweet spot right now. Oh, you're in the sweetest of the spots. <laughs> it yeah. does not get better. No, it doesn't get better. My whole life. will never get better than it is right now. Right now. And there's such an amazing thing in that. Yeah. No, it'll get much worse. You know, it's so funny. I get, sometimes I get depressed, think I'm getting older. I don't realize... I'm not sick. Yeah. No, you're happy. I'm not. I got all my health. I can still drink. No one's told me to stop. No one. This is the most important thing. No one has told you to stop drinking. One day, my friend's father, Tom Howie, God bless him, one of the greatest guys. I can show you one photo of this guy. You would love this guy. He's one of my favorite people. Golfer. Amazing. Used to take us to Woodlock Pines in Pennsylvania. We would drink and laugh and have so much fun. You know, one day they're like, you got to stop drinking. He goes, I don't think that's going to happen. They go, well, I don't know. Just clear alcohol. And he goes, all right. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, 12 months later, he's gone. Really? Yeah. Cirrhosis, you know, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. 
Enjoy, enjoy it now. Enjoy it right now. Is enjoy the- it right now because you know what? We're all they will pave over us. We'll be forgotten. They'll forget us. Yeah. No one in our business. You die twice. They say. Here's you know what's that's a great fun. Wow, you die twice in this business. Is that what they say? The uh, first time you die, and then this last time someone says your name. God, that's true. Because here's the deal. Charlie I, Chaplin's still alive. I was sitting in. He is. I was sitting in uh, the uh, comedy club in Spokane. It's a good, great comedy club. Yeah. And they have hot dogs on the menu. And you know who the hot dogs are named after? Who? John Rivers, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Lenny Bruce. And you go, oh, okay, you become a hot dog. <laughs> you know, like you become best case, by the way. Best that, case. That, they were legends. Best, best case. case. Best case. There's too much. And this is what I mean about people having fun and trying to enjoy their life and, yeah. and, and do all these crazy things. I'm, I, I, you know, I, I, sometimes, sometimes it's, mean, it's about yeah. perspective. Yes. Sometimes it's about perspective because... You have to. You should be a motivational speaker because the, yes. you're. you're I, I've been waking up, but it's. I do it in a very dark way, but it's not dark. But it is. But it's not dark. It's. It's. It's real. It's real. But real has become dark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think real is dark. But you have right. to, in order to see light, you have to notice the darkness. Because I mean, first. Think, of, think of how insane it is that we're all here. Yeah. And think of how insane it is that we get to do the thing we wanted to do, which is nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. By the way, that's only been an option for like a hundred years. <laughs> that's not even like. Yeah. It was like what your family did or what you could kind of do. Yeah, what your dad said you we were allowed to do. got to wake up and go like, I like goofing. And they're yeah. like, well, there's money there. Talk to the ad people. You're like, what? We're able to do this thing. So to, to not enjoy it or to be, you know, some people in our business are, you know, they're not as, you got to have fun. I remember when I was 20, uh, when I was 28, 28, I said to myself, I have money. I have hair. I have good teeth at the time, but I'm fat. Right. And I'm single. Right. And I said, I, I should. I'm at the, I'm at, this is my franchise player years. Right. To get a wife. Right. I need to skinny it all up. I need to lose weight. Right. I need to still have money. I need to keep working. Still got my teeth and I got my hair. This is where I'll find my wife. Have you ever seen a picture of me when I was skinny? Yeah. And that's when I met Leanne. And that's when you met Leanne. That's when I met Leanne. And I, I and you tricked her. I fucking bait and switched. You tricked the her. Fucking cat. I, you dude. got her in. And <laughs> I then her. Here's the ring. And now the onion I ring. Shanghaied her. Shanghaied her. She was drinking hard. Yeah. And I pulled the latch door. Right. She slid onto the boat and woke up in that's Asia. That's right. But but I mean, it's, but you've lived an amazing life. You know, when I look at what you've been able to do, it's like amazing. And I remember like going on the road with you a few days, and like looking at your. What you've done, what you've done for other comics is huge, right? Like what you've done for other people is big. And like, you know, you're doing the right thing. You're not only like, hey, let's succeed. You're like, let's help other people. Let's get them exposure. Yeah, let's but there's a lot of them. comics that would that are in my text that are feeling like I haven't helped them at all. Well, there's fuck, a lot. Well, but here's the deal. Fuck them. Because here's the reality. <laughs> this game is about figuring it out on your own. Yeah. That's it. And everyone. But here's yeah, the thing. It's that, like, that's, it's, the that's, that's a, that reality. Listen, the, the Rogan thing. He gave me the exposure, but I learned how to be funny before I got here. Yeah. You made a point. You're like, oh, it was a guy building houses in an area no one saw. And then you went on Rogan, you were funny, and people were like, oh, I want that house. It's a guy that built a house in a good neighborhood. Yeah. There people walked by. You were the one who made that point. So it's like nobody should be looking for help. But I'm so grateful to you, to Tom, to Joe, to everybody that's remember, given me a, remember, any, to Bobby remember, Kelly, anyone that's put me on anything. I remember when I first met you, we went, me, you, and Bobby went down and had cigars in yes. Soho. 
Yes. And I remember the look. I think you were smoking I cigarettes at the time. I told him that story. Yeah. And I remember yeah. the look, yes. like the look on your, like you were always figuring stuff. I and mean, you're right. You have yeah. to figure it out for yourself. Yes. You have to. And yeah. I remember I wanted Barry Katz to give it to me. Right. I wanted, I when I got here, I wanted it given to me. I was like, when's, there's a lot of people that say, when, when's my turn? That's right. And then, and then I looked at Dane, and Dane was taking it. He was saying, "I'll, right. I'll have some of this. Yeah, and I'll, I'll make this, and then I want you guys to show. I want to, I want to show you this, and then I w- I'm going to have some of this." And I remember going, "Like God, I wish I could do that, but you, you do. Right, you end up doing that. Right. It's just whatever timeline you're on is when your timeline shows up. Right. For me, I just had to be. I had to get to a place where everything was gone, and and I had kids, and we were redoing our house, and I was about to get a vasectomy, and I got kicked off this tour and all these things happened. I needed that to happen before I went, well, fine. I'm just going to take it. I don't care what anyone thinks. That's right. I'm just going to take it. That's right. Fucking crazy. That's you, yeah, it's wild. But you look back, you're like, thank God all those things happen. When I look back, I'm like, thank God I didn't get in at the cellar. Thank God I thank moved. God. You know, thank God I came thank here. Thank God I didn't get in at the cellar. Yeah. I got, I got thank past. Thank God I moved here, met Ben, <clears throat> like, you know. I got passed by Manny uh, in t- probably nine, in probably 2000. Right. right before 2001. Right. And I remember he was, I, when I tell the story, he has an accent. He didn't have an accent, but that's the way I, I don't know. I tell the story so you know how I felt right. it. I don't need you to, I don't need, I don't need it to be real. I need yeah, you to know cares. how I felt. It's the, it's the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I could, Star Spangled Banner, none of that stuff really happened. No, no. <laughs> no. So, so, uh, he told me, he goes, yeah, you're past calling SC for your veils. And I remember thinking, holy shit, if this had happened six months ago, I live here for the rest of my life. Right. And the cell is a great club. No shade to them. But for me, I had to reinvent my whole strategy of what I was trying to do. And 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 I like Noam. I like all those people. But I had to really figure out, like, okay, I got to build. And how do I build? I could build with a partner who's really great at the skills that I lack, which is brilliant editing and who has a comic mind but is not a stand-up, who can edit and who can make things and who can direct me and who can help write things. And, like, you know, we started churning out sketches and doing the podcast. And like, I was basically like, I have to figure out how to, you know, basically be my own network. If no other network is going to put me on, I need to be my own little network. And I learned that from Joe and from you and Tom and Theo and everybody. And like that lesson was, that is the era of comp. Like I tell Ben all the time, I say, we can go into theaters, arenas, whatever we end up doing. I don't think anything will be as interesting to people as when we told them, here's how much money we were making in our room during a global pandemic when the entire economy was shut down. We were entertaining millions of people from a room in West Hollywood in front of a black sheet. Isn't that crazy? That's the most interesting thing I think I'll ever tell anyone, God, God willing, later in life when I'm talking about whatever. That's the most interesting thing. I could do Madison Square Garden tomorrow. That's great. But everyone else has done it already. But that era of like being in the pandemic and trying to figure out a way to survive and stay alive as a comic presence and force like that is really wild stuff. I remember. I remember. That's a really interesting you say that because I'm very lucky in that I'm tethered to Tom. Right. Because Tom's got a business brain that I don't have. Right. We, We all share strengths and. One of Tom's real big strengths is business. Really, like he really sees it differently than any other comic doing it. Yeah, and he, and 
when you are a big comic and you want to talk to Tom about business, he see through, sees through your bullshit so quickly. Right. And as you walk out, he's like, don't ever work with that fucking guy. Right. Um, but he, I remember they did uh, some fucking, the whole cast of dot, 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 yeah. gets back for a live reenactment of the dot, dot, dot. Right. I don't even know what it was. There was a bunch of them during the pandemic. And me and Tom did New Year's Eve. And we did a live show on yeah. New Year's Eve. And I remember him saying, like, on a piece of paper as we're shooting, he goes, just so you know, that dot, that thing that all those celebrities, those yeah. 19 celebrities that right. showed up for the Zoom. Yeah. This is how, for the for charity, this is what they raised. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, uh, right? right? And he goes, you know how much we're making? And right. I went, no. And he went. Right. It's crazy. And I went. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. And, and you just, and I go. I remember waking up that next morning and and being like, "Dude, this like, there's a way to you. Nothing, none of that old, none of that old shit matters anymore. None of it. None of it. Like we've created something is so much fun. That's why I love hearing about your story and your journey and your path. I enjoy this part more. Like this is my favorite because I knew you back then. But I love that. I think those are my favorite stories of like." joe and red band starting the podcast yes and people shitting on him and saying so you have a podcast right sell fleshlights right and rogan going yeah and then like joe and aubrey starting on it right and then and then all they sell it for fucking 700 million dollars or whatever the fuck like i think that's the most fascinating parts of this business to me it's very interesting when you're in the beginning of something you don't realize what it could be because the beginning of so many things the beginning, see, here's what's interesting. The beginning's always kind of the same. Yeah. And the ends are different, right? The beginning, everything starts the same. Like everybody that we know has begun yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. A bunch of people have gotten in a room and they're like, it's our time. And then it's not. And that's unfortunate. That there's so a myriad of reasons why that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know? But that the beginnings are always the same. So everyone has the energy. Everyone's like, fuck, we're doing it. I remember the beginning of my pod, this podcast, I was in my man cave and I had Tom and said, buy all, buy this equipment and gave me a list. Yeah. Buy this equipment. And I bought it all. And he said, he came into my man cave and he helped me set it all up. And I was set it up. He was like, all right. And then Joey Diaz and my dad walked in and Tom hit record and he goes, this is your first podcast. Don't touch it. Post it right and everyone grabbed a microphone and everyone started talking and i remember being like like i remember at yeah. the time going like i'll be the guy that sits behind the desk and everyone sits there and i'll kind of right. be the maestro and right. i'm like, so glad i didn't fucking yeah. do that but but it's so funny that beginning is just my best friend going you have a podcast and, right and then all of a sudden you're in a pandemic worried about money and you're like oh no no my we're fine right fucking crazy yes it let's really see if is george crazy. is here i'm gonna get you out of here it's 1 30 what be, how long are we going an hour hour and a half that's good yeah it's fine well, let's see if george is here i'd love for you to give her a speech before she goes to college if isla's here she's got to come in and meet you oh of course um where are they is your vision gone yet my vision yeah not yet Ugh. is it starting to uh, it might eventually it will my, I'm my sure. vision my, my ben's blind is a bat for real having trouble reading as of late too breathing it's, no reading oh <laughs> no i'm good on breathing it's not gonna do with your eyes when does that uh, machine come out uh yeah. we're, we're waiting for this you tell me what's going on with this ukrainian war <laughs> yeah, yeah it's gonna get rough yeah 
it's gonna get rough it's uh it's gonna get worse before it gets better that's exactly right because what's happening is you have uh a very committed guy in putin, putin? Yeah, he seems like a little bit you, of a... You have a guy who's very committed. And here's what we... They don't... We we have very Western timelines. Western timeline is like, we get bored in like two days. Yeah. They don't. They'll throw bodies at that for 10 years. Hey, babe. Hey, are the girls here? Yeah. Where are they? They're in their rooms, I think. Okay, let me... I'll try calling Isla. Okay. All right, bye. Does Leanne still have like chickens and stuff? No, they oh they got killed. Oh, it's sad. Yeah, what they got happened? Killed by uh by a muskrat or something. Not yes. muskrat. Hey, uh, Tim Dillon, the guy we were listening to on the podcast, is out here. Can you grab your sister and come out for a sec? Hi. All right, grab your sister Georgia and okay. bring her out. All right, bye. Um, the uh, yeah, something got to him during the pandemic and killed them all. Killed them one by one, and then uh. And then our dogs killed it. Wow. Yeah, we didn't we we couldn't put that on Instagram. Of course. We put it all, all the deaths of the chickens, and then we brought them out here and we buried yeah. them in the backyard. And then uh and then our dogs uh our dogs hunted it down and caught it and killed it and right. brought it into our living room yeah. with a dead uh raccoon in their mouth. Just both of them standing over it. And we were like Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of really kind of it was I don't know. It's a weird moment. I love that I'm in the fucking prime of my life right now. I love that. That's 100%. my takeaway from this. Yeah, that's it. Is. I, I do true. wake up depressed at times. I, do, I wake up going like, ah, oh, it's like the girls are going to college. And right. instead of thinking, no, 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 I'm at. what? How old are you right now? 50. I turn 50 next month. This is the goal from 50 to 60, I believe for you is the golden hour. You have 10 amazing years coming up. Amazing. And you should be so happy because amazing. you're going to be able to do whatever you want. You're going to be able to give crazy speeches at these girls' weddings. Like, it's going to be oh. wild. And then at 60, it starts. Well, see, at 60, it does start to, it starts to get a little different. It starts to get a little different. 70. How old are your parents right now? In their early 70s. Early 70s? My yeah. parents are in their 70s. Well, here's the thing. With, with a regular life, it's one thing. With our life, you know, after 60, it starts to get like, do you want to be on a flight to Tuscaloosa? And then from yeah. that, you go, that's when the doctors start going, hey, these numbers aren't, because I just had my thing. I had a cardiac scan. It was calcium scan. They were like, you have no. Good. You, have, you did the calcium? Yeah. I go, did carotid arteries yeah. too. Did you do that? Uh, I did that too. They're like, yeah. you have no. I have, I have a one to, zero to 15% in, in yeah. these, which yeah. is minimal. They go, I have like yeah. nothing. I'm like, really? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I used to smoke cigarettes occasionally. Now I haven't had one in four months. I'm like, I'm just not going to do it. It's stupid. Yeah. Even, you know, I stand outside the store, but it's dumb. I'm like, I just won't do it. And, like, uh, you know, I think that, like, I'm trying to get the weight under control, which is hard. So hard. Um, it's so hard. But but that's the thing. Like, you know, you got to you get this time. And then, you know, this is when you have the most, you know, kind of energy and all that. Hey, where's where's George? There's a snake tail? Oh, I think might where's a, George? What's a snake tail? Oh, the tail of a snake. Come out here. Where's George? Interesting. Okay. These are like adults. You have I know. Like two I know. So you know who this is, right? Do you recognize his voice? The, yeah. 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 Do you have any questions about the decline of America? Like yeah. You remember? You met him when you were a baby. You were like a baby. You're like an adult. A full adult. It's crazy. She's 16 years old and doesn't want to drive. Can you explain that to Tim? Dad, I just finished. <laughs> 
Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I didn't drive till I was first year of college. What? And because everyone drove, I liked going to parties and drinking, and everyone drove, and I never had to drive. And I liked being the one that was kind of driven around. And like I would make jokes, and people would come and get me, and I, you know, just always, you know, had a drink or a joint. I mean, not that that's the good way to go. But I'm telling you, it's nice to have not be responsible. Is that how you feel? Isla's got a big party tonight. Are you, are the Valley parties like Karate Here, talk closer kid? to the mic. What? Is it, sorry, is it like, are the Valley parties, is it like Cobra Kai? Do you all go fight each other? <laughs> That's what I think it is. Here, come sit here. Come sit here with me. I think it's just a bunch of kids like fighting each other. Do you watch Cobra Kai? I feel like you would. Uh, Stranger for, Things. Okay, all right. I did for a little. Yeah, it you sucks Cobra now. Kai? In the early in the early uh, seasons, it was good. Then it started to. We're watching Game of Thrones right now. The new one. Uh, I am, they're watching the old one. Okay, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it so far. I like Jon Snow. It's a great... Sure, that's his name, right? Yeah. George R.R. Uh, Martin, the guy, he just looks like a big, fat, homeless guy. Yeah. And he's like a genius. He is a fucking genius. It's amazing. Do you know they made another Game of Thrones that wasn't based off his books? Oh. Yeah, and they were like, oh, what do you think about this one? And everyone's like, it's garbage. And they're yeah. like, just do his books. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know what it's going to be like? You know, they're doing something now called like The Woman King. They're calling it that instead of like the queen. It's just becoming like this crazy. It's like, yeah, there have been women kings. It's called queens. Like, what's the future, Isla? What's the future? What's yeah, your, what's, what's, what's your child, life? Yeah. What, what do you think's coming? What do you think's coming? Do you think? Uh, global here. warming. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's probably, that's definitely coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot out. Are you concerned about that? Well, yeah. But like how concerned on a scale of one to 10? Like enough Nine. to keep your windows closed and the air conditioning off? Yeah, I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. So what's what about your generation? What do you think you're gonna? Do you think? What do you think you'll be when you grow up? I don't and know. can and can get Tim give you some advice? Okay. I mean, I think the most important advice is like, whatever you want to do, don't rely on like any institution to help you. Like your kids, like mental institution. Well, that yes, because many of them are bad. But like, don't rely. Don't think that you graduate college that it's going to make your life better. Mm-hmm. If you, it doesn't mean that it doesn't help. But like, don't rely. Like so many people that have so much going for them right now, just don't. They didn't wait. Like your generation is good because they're kind of cynical about stuff, and in a, in a good way where they're like, we're not going to wait for someone to tell us we can do something. You know, mm-hmm. you can just go do it. Yeah. Just go do it. Like, I didn't know that growing up. You could just do things. Like, oh, I, yeah. Yeah, like, literally, they were like, oh, you go to college, you do this, you get this degree, and that degree, and this degree, and that degree, and this. And then you're like, oh, I could just do, oh, I could just open a restaurant. Like, you can do things. People don't realize you can do stuff. You're like, oh, you can literally. And then you look, you're like, oh, it's not that much money to try this thing that may fail. But if it doesn't, I could be a millionaire. Dude, I watched yeah, the documentary. Dude. I watched the documentary of And One. You remember those shoes? Yeah. And One. And they were like, yeah, you know, first first month we made $15,000. And I was like, right. what? And they're like, we're just making t-shirts. Right. And then all of a sudden we got put in Foot Locker yeah. and we made $64 million. And I was like, right. you can just start a shoe company? You could do any of that. Like, that's the thing that people don't realize you can just kind of do. What would you want to do? Like, just pie in the sky, you, whatever you want to do. Like, what would be like? A, it's a cat sanctuary. It's and a don't farm. say solve global warming because yeah, there's not enough money in that. Yeah, there's no money in that. None. So what would you do? Like fucking ice cream factory, uh, fucking uh, pizza parlor, uh, be a comedian, be a DJ. 
uh, be a pilot. What would you, uh, pie in the sky? How about real estate agent? Here's why that's a good, <laughs> real estate agent's like a good job. Yeah. You just lie to people all day. You put them in positions. <laughs> Not good at lying. Why? You got to practice. You got to practice. You start lying about things that are stupid. Tell Tim you've never tried alcohol right now. See if that, see how that lie Well, works. good for it. <laughs> no, it's a lie. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. Um, but that's a good job. Real estate agent's a really good job. It's a great job. So what about an interior designer? What about an interior designer? I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure yet. I'm figuring that out with my college counselor now. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not, I don't know yet. So I couldn't answer that question. Well, that's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, get out of here. Go tell your sister uh, to come down. Good luck in college. She's going to get mad at me if I do that. Do what? you want to go to somewhere around here or do you want to go far away? I don't like LA very much. Right. So oh, Rogan over here. Yeah. No, it's just, it's bad air quality. It's horrible air quality. Yeah, tell us yeah. about the politics and the governor not doing no. anything about the homeless situation oh, and liberties. I don't know anything about that. Would but you, it's bad. Dude, you're, you're kind of fed up with LA. Yeah, I don't like it that much. I mean, like, I'd rather move somewhere else than stay in a place I've already been. Like what does Texas? your sister think about it? Oh. Similar? Yeah. 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 Te not Texas. <laughs> not, not Texas? No. no. Why not? Mm. Texas, they, 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 yeah. open Austin carry. Sucks. Austin sucks. That's why you didn't move. Yeah, you no know it's gross. <laughs> you know. You know. Have you ever been to Austin? No. Have I've been, been in the Texas? airport. You've been in the airport? <laughs> yeah. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> it is enough. It is enough. Yeah. When the flight attendants are eating brisket tacos in the middle of the, you go, yeah, I don't need to see the rest. <laughs> Where would you like to live? What's one state where you go, that seems cool. I've never been there, but it always sounds cool. Um, do you about to say Atlanta? Were no. you about to say Atlanta? No. What? I'm gonna say um, North Pole or South Pole. <laughs> North Pole, yeah. South Pole. That's not that's not an option though. No, it's definitely they don't have a lot of it's colleges in the option. North Pole. No, no, just like I can say hi to all the penguins. Okay, marine yeah. biologist. I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, science. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, get out of here. Okay. We're gonna wrap this to podcast up. Um, is that your car? The, the Bentley? Yes. Thank you. Oh, really? Yeah. It looks like a, a what? A nice pen, she said. A nice pen. Yeah, it's like a Mont Blanc pen. Yeah. It's an interesting way to put that. Great realtor. Yeah. Killer realtor. Yeah, you'd be a great realtor, I. This house looks like a pen. <laughs> You're gonna like this. Yeah, you're gonna love it. <laughs> CI. Yeah. Uh good to meet you as well. Good luck with school. Good, just take your eye. All right. She's got a big party. She's got uh 10 girls coming over tonight. They're wow. Doing, yeah, they're going up to the they're doing a slumber party and Wow. Yeah. Leanne and I have biomarkers to be done at four. Do you order like them like some food or something? I am uh, I'm not allowed to be like around okay. because uh, it's, I, it, it, it makes sense. I always get personal about it, but it's like, no one wants a fucking right. dude with a bunch of 16 year old girls. Of course. Like, and so I was like, do you want me to get pizzas or something? Right. She was like, Hey, we'll, we'll figure it out. Right. I was like, no, but like, would you, do you need anything? So like, now do you where do you go? Uh, tonight I'll just stay out here. 
I'll stay right. out here. I, I'm doing. I'm working on this script, and then and I'm I'm uh, working on these ideas. So I've I've you set fly up, to Hawaii tomorrow. Fly to Hawaii tomorrow. How long you know? Let, let's just do a month of your schedule just out of curiosity. Okay. Just out of curiosity, you hope tomorrow you wake up, you go to Hawaii. Go to Hawaii. Uh, five days in Hawaii. Uh, Vacation work. It's always work. Okay. You kidding me? Well, so it's shows. I brought. I'm bringing my assistant and my cameraman. Okay. Georgia and I are going for our last. Like daddy daughter trip and my okay. sister's coming because i'm gonna send my sister in georgia off to another island Great. to to relax but i'm doing surf lessons every morning uh first two mornings in turtle bay and then the next days we're going to figure it out with this pro surfer nathan florence is going to be on my podcast jamie o'brien's going to be on my podcast so i'll do two podcasts down there i'll film a bunch of stuff we're doing a crossfit class with nathan florence we'll film that uh we'll probably go to a couple taco trucks film that just content uh, do some promos for the dates, and then we fly from there to Brandon, Mississippi. Uh, do one show in Brandon to make up for Fully Loaded. Then we fly to uh, Atlantic City for shows Friday and Saturday. And then I think I'm flying to Austin to do podcasts with Tom uh, Monday, Tuesday. Are you still using your driver, Ron? Yeah. Hilarious. The best. Yeah. And then we fly directly from Austin to Spokane. to do one show in Spokane a show in Victoria the next night, two shows in Victoria the next night, two shows in Vancouver, two shows in Vancouver. I'm flying my trainer out for those. We're filming me working out with her in 15-minute chunks to put on my website so we can do some workout videos. Right. Uh, I fly to Denver, Colorado on the 11th. We do a workout at Red Rocks the morning of the 12th. I do Red Rocks the 13th, Wilco the 14th. I get now, on Red a, Rocks is how many tickets? 10,000. Amazing. Get on a, get on a flight to from red from wilco the next morning after wilco we fly to lafayette uh lafayette right we're doing the cajun dome in lafayette and then corpus christi fort worth lubbock lubbock and then i get i come home we shoot an, another round of something's burning i'd love to have you on if you're yeah, interested sure, I'd love to have you, yeah we did please. we just did six episodes we're doing another six over that period and then we head out to Vegas, Paso Robles, and then I have like three days off after Paso Robles. That is heavy. Yeah, but I love it. But you love it. I love it. I, I love, love it. it. Yeah. I love it. I love. I love. Yeah. I love stand up. I'm. I'm getting ready for this hour. Yeah. So I'm. 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 That every night that I'm in town, I'm doing spots at the store or the improv. I'm just gonna be. Just I love. This is my favorite part of working an hour out. Is, is this this last push. Like I love yes. the creating, creating, yeah, kind of broad it, strokes, it. Yeah. skinning it up, punching <clears throat> it up, spiking it up, where you go, yeah, where you take things and you and like I, all I remember is like, is just Shane Torres is so good at going, yeah, you, you need a joke in there, you need a right. joke, and so just and so I've, I've got a bunch of different comics. I usually tour with uh, Dave Williamson, uh, Steve Fury, Jesus Trejo, Shane Torres, and I'm spreading it out. I'm doing a bunch of comics. Just so they can all take a look at my hour and tell me if a someone's doing something like that. Yeah, because like I had a joke about that I can't do anymore about Tom sucking my dick on one knee and then singing the national anthem. Right. And uh, and I think Whitney did a joke similar. 
Oh, so I'm like, all right, it's okay. out. It's out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know that two people have. Just call yet. her and go. Stop doing it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. She, it was such a good joke. Then I closed. Yeah. I closed on the national anthem. Oh, that's so. So I have Tom go. Oh, say can yeah. you see? And then I just hold it there. It's amazing. And we're then, doing. We're doing. We're taking the podcast on the road. So we're whoa. doing right now because I just put the hour out. So I don't have a new hour yet. So we're taking the podcast on the road. We're going to do like a year in review show. So we're going to be out there in November and December. We're going to be doing like an hour and a half live podcast, me and Ben in some really cool markets. And then we're hoping to end like New Year's Eve in London where we do like it's a New Year's in Eve. This New Year's Eve. Yeah. So it's going to be so, really wild. We love London. I love London. I love London. And and we really, really What do you love it. about London? Um, you know, it has this history that is amazing you looking at buildings from the 1500s yeah um it's there's a it's civilized i mean let, let's just be honest like there's parts of america you know and we live in one of them where you're like shit things are going south quickly you go to london you're like yeah okay they have some cute knife crime and <laughs> uh, here you go like it's there you not, go. Stick it, stick it's stick not a bit i mean come cut on cut your I mean, ass like a pineapple we, will i <laughs> we you know the other day in the valley i saw somebody just with a real sword just like jousting an imaginary person so, you know, <laughs> I tend to believe that, like, there's something really cool about it. And uh, it's been, the fans over there have been great. And it's just, like, it's a seven-hour flight from New York. So yeah. it's not that, like, we it's loved a, Australia. Oh, but it's, I loved it. We I had so much Australia. fun. We love it. But 17 is a tough one. 17 is tough, but you just got to make a run out of it. Like, I'm, yeah. doing, I'm doing Australia. I mean, we made a run out of it. We did four, We did Melbourne. We did Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane, Perth, and then we went up to the Rainforest, Great Barrier Reef for yeah. a few days with Sam Talent, who's was oh, opening. Hold for on, me. hold on. Hang yes. on. Let's talk about Sam Talent yes. for a second. I love Sam Talent. He is fucking. There's. You know, I'm. I, I'm like, and I, yeah. I. I know Sam will say this. Yeah. I'm an early fan of Sam Talent. Sam Talent. Not only is he one of the greatest comedians, but he's yeah. an amazing novelist. He's genuinely a great writer. His book. He understands comedy on a level that very few people on this planet do. He understands comedians on a level that very few people on this planet do. It makes him so amazing to work with in any capacity because he's so adept at reading things and knowing like what's you know like what's going on at any moment like yeah. he is there's nobody i want to see see succeed more yeah than him and he is succeeding and his book i think is getting made into a movie and like no he's a guy wait, wait no yeah oh secret no, time. Dude, tell he, me off camera you got to tell me after yeah. this who they're having played yeah he, he he well he, i don't know yet but like oh my has, god yeah. oh that's fucking but awesome. i'll tell you this he uh is a guy where i've had you know a lot of openers a lot of them are they're all been funny people yeah but sam there's something special about sam talent there's something really and special everyone about in sam comedy talent. knows it Everyone, powerful every, thighs, everybody, powerful thighs. It's an interesting body. It's a it's body. A, well, it's can, an interesting well, way to dress that body. It's a it can take a beating, can it? It's an interesting you know? way to dress that body. Like he's I, like a frontier <laughs> woman in yeah. a way. Like you could <laughs> see him just. You know what I mean? Like he's out there in a bonnet, but with a Sith. Yeah, <laughs> there's something about I it. Fucking that, loves but Sam he's Talent. deeply patriotic in a weird way. Is like he a, really? Well, not, re but you know, like, like obviously he thinks all the things are crazy, but like, I just see him as like this. Um, he has like an American story. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like the idea of him is patriotic. It's like this American story. His wife is like, you know, a doctor. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah they right. just they're just good people. He you is. Know? He is such. 
a it's so fun when i see you guys like I, the, the yeah, opening your special no, I lo- we love him and we're gonna try to figure out a way to work with him more in the future too, he's the fucking best he's just great you know the um uh if you go to i'm gonna be in europe i haven't announced it yet but okay. i'll be in europe very shortly after new year's Eve. oh wow yeah Amazing. i'll be in london yeah we're think, trying we're trying to my if you, agent if you do if you can yes i'll fly I'll, in early oh i would love let's, that let's spend a couple days i having would love great that meals i would love that the best restaurant right now in london in my opinion one of the top 10 is a place called dinner by heston blumenthal and sit the mandarin oriental every dish they trace back to the 15 1600s this is one of the top chefs my mouth just watered heston blumenthal is one of the top chefs in the world yeah. but he takes all of these ancient dishes there it is it's not super fancy, like, but the food, every dish they trace back to like something a king ate, Queen Victoria. And then at the end, they just make nitro, they make ice cream. Look at how you. beautiful that is. No, it's stunning. There's no, so, it's the it, best hotel in the world. No, the tea room's amazing. <clears throat> go, go, just get, bring up the tea room at the Mandarin, please. Oh, yeah, hey, for, that's in London? Yeah. I'm st- and there's a great hotel? It's the best hotel in the world. Uh, the Mandarin's it, the best hotel it, in the it's world. It's pretty in pricey. No, I mean, I stayed in a suite. You don't have to stay in a suite. You could stay in like some type of like. Uh, when we go to London January, yeah. I want to stay at the Mandarin Hotel. In in Knightsbridge. In Knightsbridge. Yeah. Perfect. I just sent yeah, it. I'm in. Lobby lounge, whatever. I'm in. See, but that's like, a. Can I tell you, I would love, I would love, and I know that you're already kind of over tapped out, but I would love little stuff like this on your Instagram or on your I YouTube. I because should. you really do have a, you have a, you know, an acute sense of good. Like you can yeah. pick out good well, quicker than sweet. other people. I have a pretty broad palate, so yeah. like, I like there's a Mexican restaurant called Tequila, yeah, like right up the street that I fucking love. But they right. got, and Leanne went and she was like, "It's not my favorite, right?" But I was like, "Ah, yeah, but smell it. Like, look, right. it's got the wall has tile right. on it. Like, it yeah. just it's all dark wood and yeah, and the it looks like it looks yeah. authentic." And yeah, I, we don't care. Yeah, she's like. Mm. We want- <laughs> She was like, yeah, yeah I, I, you know, early on, I was going to do all that stuff, more travelogue stuff. And we should do some more of that. Some, some of it is like, because the pod is so big. Sometimes I'm like, I just want to tell a story. Yeah. And so sometimes I don't do the visual representation of it. I will actually. And when yeah. I, when I could, and I go, man, I could really take a photo here. Sometimes I go, there is a place. And I know that I'm connecting people. It's very intimate medium. I'm like, and you have to go and I can do it. And I almost feel like. There, not that a picture steals your soul or any of that stuff, but I do think there's something to the idea of there's a mystery. Leave it to your imagination. You know, in the 90s, you used to walk in a restaurant not knowing what it looked like. Yeah. You used to read a review and go, I bet that's amazing. And you would imagine what it would look like. Then you'd walk in and you'd go, oh, shit, it's actually completely different than I thought, but really cool. You'd eat food you never heard of before. Fajitas. You know? In, in the right. 80s, I met Yeah, well, I met Duck Al Orange, but I get what you're saying, too. <laughs> fajitas, yes. Dude, I remember yes. the day, the first time I saw fajitas. Yes. I remember the. I was at a place called Bennigan's. Bennigan's, yeah. It's a, it you was, know, it was you a, know Bennigan's? It was a cheap chain restaurant yeah. that was like very like weirdly Irish. Like they had a sandwich called the Turkey O'Toole. Yeah. yeah. And Bennigan's had fajitas. Ben, Bennigan's, yeah. I was, it was, must have been probably 1982. Yeah, I did a whole bit about that where I was like, it because it, it, it is like, I was like, Irish is one of the only races you can just like totally rip off and it's like silly. I was like, they, you know, like they should have like a Protestant blood burger on the menu. <laughs> and because it's like Bennigan's, like, come on down and get your burger. And like, again, fajitas, it's crazy. Uh, I used to have a bit that I could never work out and it never made sense, but I was like, there is a weird 
a colonizer feel when you go to Mexico and yes. you go to a and you go to a restaurant and they have to almost like uh, soft shoe it for you. They're like, hey, uh, hola, right? Uh, do, hey, you guys want cerveza? Yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah, and you're like, you know that there's a part of them that's like, fuck these fucking people, right? But they have to turn it on, right? Because it's their economy. Yeah. And I kept thinking, what is the America like? When will America get there? That it's the decline. I was I was I was reading about the decline yeah. of Rome. Yeah. And towards the end, everyone just it just started going in on them. And I was like, and that will happen to us. I, part I was, of it, yeah. Part of it is like you do see like these realtors that have to run around the hills just showing homes to these rich foreign people, dude. And they're just like, and you know, a guy just looks at them and he's like, ah, oh, it's okay. You know, you see the part at like. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, it, it is, uh, you know, we've had the run. This is the run. This is the golden age of the run, too. America's it's where I am like, right now. Yeah, like America's like, you can still, but obviously the, the cracks are showing. You're starting to see the things, but we're at the end of it. You know, the golden age probably started, you know, in the 50s or 60s when everyone thought it started with the mid-century modern architecture out in Palm Springs and the big Cadillacs and the, this, that, and the other thing. And it's kind of, you know, it really, really went, it kind of, you know, it had, it had its problems and whatever. But it really ran till probably about now. And I think I think we'll still have a lot of it for about 20 years. I do think in 20 years, this country's gonna look, and I could be wrong, but I think it's gonna look a little different 20 years from now. More Asian. Well, that in certain cities, but I'm talking about I'm, I'm, I'm team China. There's gonna be these. I'm I I am I believe in one China. I don't even know what Taiwan is. <laughs> I'm one China. I'm one team one China. <laughs> But I think that you're going to see, you know what happened to Detroit? Yeah. Uh, I think people just, you know, there'll be areas where people just give up on. They'll go, yeah, it's, we're not, we're not, yeah. good luck with that. And, it's, I just read an article yeah, about, yeah. about quiet quitting. Have you heard of this? That's, yeah. Quiet quitting is yeah. what these kids these days do. Yeah. They, they just give you the bare minimum. That's right. I'm not going to give you, I'm right. not going to go above and beyond. I'm going right. to, it's been circling through my agents and my team of like, it's a long story, but like people who just go like, yeah, actually, I'm not. And it's really funny because I, I, uh, I, I, I hope that I just. I was talking to someone who said, yeah. uh, "I'm trying to be very broad about this." I was talking to someone who said, "You know, this is your career, right? Like, I need to work on me, right?" And I was like, and it made sense. It kind of made sense where I was right. like, where I was like, yeah, it is crazy that I ask people to just work for me and i get all the accolades and i get all the money and i and but then but then i'm like it's and and, and quiet quitting almost made sense like you're like yeah i'm not gonna go like social media companies i'm not gonna go above and beyond and make sure i post for all your shows i don't really give a fuck you already paid right. us for the month right i'm gonna go off and i'm gonna do my i want to be a social media star yeah and you're like oh and so there's this but but people are quiet quitting this this pandemic fucked up this generation so badly yeah. that I think there are going to be a bunch of Detroits. Yeah. Well, that's going to, I think for sure, I think what happens eventually is people just start to go, okay, it's too much effort and energy to even think about solving this. And then you get to a period where people just go, okay, let's transfer our energy to this. And then everyone will be like, but the casinos come in. Like, yeah. There'll be but a way the to divert. There's no civic pride anymore. No, no one's going. No one's going to. What was the name of the bar? 
Lisa's Lounge. Lisa's Lounge. Right. There's no civic pride. You talk to Isla. Yeah, I'm ready yeah. to get out of L.A. Yeah. She grew up. This is her city. Right. She should be a Lakers fan. Well, so this is the other thing, and it's very interesting, right? When the times get tough, everybody, because there's so many options now, they're like, let's go. Let's run. Let's hit the bricks. And, there, you know, I understand that, right? I totally yeah. understand it. But because these problems are so big and unsolvable that people, I'm just going to leave. But you actually need her generation to go, no, fuck it. We're staying. Yes. We're fighting and we're fixing it. That, that's, can I tell that's you, right. that's about the one thing. And, and I, the I, rich haven't, the rich laughed. The really rich. Rogan and Elon. The Rogan and Elon. I wanted, I want, you know, Rogan could have changed this city. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think, I think, I think, you know what it is? I think what it is, and I love Joe, but I, I think it's just, you know, you get to a point where it's like, Joe's taking so much abuse from people for just being honest and yeah. saying what the way he feels about things. Um, you know, people that, 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 you know, there are machines. We're, we're not living in a time of, uh, we're living in a time of like these, these big, bloated, corrupt machines. That sounds like the title of my next special. That's really what it is. That, and it should be. But like, you know, we're living in an interesting time. Nobody knows what to do to change anything. Nobody really knows what to do. Like, everybody's kind of like, I guess we could, like, you know, they literally, they spent $3 million to try to solve homelessness. You know what they did? They bought signs and they just put them up to see you can't be homeless here. They just took a billboard and went, no homelessness here. <laughs> but I mean, literally, no one has any idea what to do. Like, if you said to me, if you put a gun to my head and said, okay, here's $3 million, bucks, go solve homelessness. What do you do? I go, I don't really know. The fuck you can do with that? Yeah, you got forty thousand people. They only need houses. Three million dollars in this economy with these yeah. price cost of construction. I don't know what to do. There's a there's a little there was there's a young lady that I see on when I drive down Van Nuys or Sepulveda. Yeah, and uh, she's always at the same corner. There's a she's uh I must be working with this black dude. They must have a, a partnership in some sense. Yeah. she's got a tattoo on her foot of a cross. Yeah, like a rosary. Yeah. And every time I see it, I go, I want to go back to that time in your life. If I could time travel, take you to the time the day you got the tattoo, because you were there that day. Right. You were there. You were present right. that day. And today you're not present. You're right. not, you're not a part of our society. You are in a world of hate. But but go back to that that ink, because that's where you were. Like it, it, it there is no fixing it. There's no talking to It's hard, man. It's very difficult when somebody's mentally unwell or they're on serious drugs you just have to kind of put you know put people in places where they can get help yeah where's Whoopi and robin and billy crystal now comic relief yeah all right last thing yes. and then i'm gonna let you go before i go look at your car <laughs> uh foam shoe retard big <laughs> friendly beach retard <laughs> can i suggest that as a, as a, as a special, <laughs> which by the way is, it, it is what everybody is, wants to be. Yeah. Oh, by the it's way, it's actually an aspirational thing to I be because it means you're on the beach. <laughs> on the you've <laughs> you've realized that thinking is actually a waste of time. Oh, waste! And everyone loves foam shoes because it, <laughs> your rocks, the feet don't get hurt by the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> you know, that's the hardest you've ever made Tom Segura laugh. Yeah, I mean, Tom loved it. I thought of he it. Thinks, he says it out loud and starts crying laughing. He says yeah. it out loud to me yeah. and cries laughing. <laughs> He'll say Dude, it and that, go, ah! That your mom's house live stream was so wild. I didn't know they watched those videos. Oh. I didn't know about Oh, you didn't know? I didn't know the heavy segment. Oh, can you realize what oh, that's? My, what, what, they're poor kids. 
One day their kids are going to be like, dad likes watching dudes get their dick stomped through a drain with a high heel. Yeah. Oh. Amazing. But it was so funny and a lot of great, yeah. a lot of great times. I'm you, happy. Dude, you're the best. I'm so Thank happy you so for much you. for having I'm me. so happy for you. Thank you for having Congrats me. Congrats on the special. Thank you. Congrats on the podcast, both of you guys. And, I, and I say this. It's more me, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you course. wouldn't be there without him. The no, two of you guys work true. together that's as a team. That's true. No, I, and, and it is, it is a, it is fucking, you are so good. Well, thank you very much. I and, appreciate uh, it. You're the best, and thank you for all the help along the way. Oh, of course. Thank well, I've, I, as I'm learning last night, I do everything selfishly. Yes. And so I just wanted to be around a funnier dude than me. Oh, uh, well, listen. I think, that's, I think Leanne pointed that out, and I was like, oh, yeah, I only surround myself with people better than me. But you know what it is? The next time they say that to you, you go, hey, guys, we could all try being poor. <laughs> you want to try that? Doesn't it look fun? Hey, let's get I rid of the silverware. Let's eat with our hands. I can either get on the plane tomorrow. We could cancel the party with the 10 girls coming over. And I could not get on the plane tomorrow. And we'll all go look for a smaller house. And you know what they'll say? They'll say, Daddy, we'll drive you to the airport ourselves. <laughs> I love you, brother. Love you, too. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.